Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Sunday. You know what that means. We have a bumper AEW review for you today. So big, in fact, we've brought in a third man to man the booth. There's that much wrestling to talk about. It's me, always your boy, Big Tasty, joined by Aaron, the Statman Soccer. Aaron, how's it going, mate? All right, Uran uh, Jr. has joined us for this week. He, he is not the man I'm talking about, though. He is there. Uh, we also have... Has he got little shoes on? <laughs> He's got little shoes on. <laughs> We've also brought in, as you can hear, Jay Luft. How's it going, Jay? I'm all right. I'm okay. Oh, good, good. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of wrestling. So um, it's going to be Dynamite, Rampage, and Battle of the Belts. Four hours of AEW wrestling this week. Do you think they are, WWE? Oh, oh, oh. oh boy. Still only an hour more than Raw, and this is three shows. Yeah, I... Uh, how? <laughs> <laughs> it's madness. Uh, right, so we'll get straight into Dynamite, shall we? Um, so... Let's go, Ignite. This is the first TBS Dynamite show of ever. And I'm, I'm going to say shout out to the guy in the hard camera at the GCW top. Represent your fucking... Indie company, <laughs> their home indie company, because that's was, where they were. Newark, there you go. In Newark, New Jersey, it was a really good crowd. I thought actually throughout the show, um, Rampage especially. We'll talk a bit about Rampage uh, when we get there. Um, but first things first, um, we, we have Hangman Page versus Brian Nelson two. Talk about. Right. <laughs> I was waiting on it. <laughs> <laughs> this this was Bloodstained Boogaloo. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so first of all they announced obviously there were going to be some judges in the crowd and it was Jerry Lynn Mark Henry and the Big Show which makes sense Jerry Lynn looked tiny but in between Jerry Mark Lynn looked like a show. fucking like he looked like he was really yeah. far away didn't he <laughs> he, he looked like a door-to-door salesman <laughs> you think uh, they would have brought in like guests of some sort well there was talk wasn't it because was it um I Kerry, saw a really Kerry, good theory. Kerry, so Kerry Sokin was at the airport, like meeting AW talent. No, oh. and everyone was like, "Oh, he might be," because obviously there's there's that would have been fucking brilliant if the other got Kerry Sokin. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of rumors about like a. I, I saw it. a really good like pitch on Twitter that someone put on saying, um, "What would be good if if would be if Kenny was one of the judges?" <laughs> and went to a decision, and he kind of went in Hangman's favor. Only if it was Kenny from Fighter Fest, the first Fighter Fest. Yeah. <laughs> we just stay on his computer fuck, fucking everything up. <laughs> uh, that would have been great. Um, yeah, this match was just. It was basically like the entirety of the first match just condensed into 31 minutes. I prefer this one by a mile. Well, you would because it was less like. It was less like breathing and more like just. Yeah, action. I prefer this one so it, much. It kept, it kept your attention span more. Yeah, a lot I, of them. I think, I think it, this one, this one though, like it, it's it's weird because like 
I know it. I know Troy has only seen this one, not the first one. So we had like a lot of like questions, and I think this one kind of like it. It, it did. There was a lot of calling back to the first match. Yeah, it was. A, it was a, definitely a companion piece. Yeah. Um, if the first one was, if the first match was Alien, this is Aliens. Yes. Yes, that, that's <laughs> really good analogy, actually. Um, because this is, match, this is this is this is the first match was all atmosphere and, and sort of storytelling and build, and this match was just here's all of the fucking action like right now. Yeah. See, I, I I've just realised when I said terminate first was terminated, second was terminated to Judgment Day. Of course it is because judges. Judgment. Yeah, literally judges. Judgment Day. Yeah, judges. <laughs> well, I mean, and, um, it, and it played into the story of the match, isn't it? Because obviously the story was Hangman saying that like he knew he couldn't out wrestle Danielson over an hour, so that the yeah. only way for him to win is to pin him. It was good. It was good as well that all the judges had a history with Danielson. Yeah, like I liked I liked that part because it was like not not that it didn't call it didn't call in their credibility like their credibility into question, but it was like they all know how good Danielson is because they've all wrestled him, whereas none of them are wrestling man. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, like you said, a lot of blood. Um, a lot of I think both guys. Well, um, Hangman busted on the ring post again, didn't he? Yeah, Hangman got bust open really early. And then on, the, the on the corners, because they're specialist ring posts. Yeah, they're, they're not rounded off. The, the most evil shape. They've I'm got so, four sharp. They've got four sharp edges on them, even though they're actually like curved. But I never mean, mind. At, at this point, you probably have to do a health and safety audit on them, aren't you? Um, yeah, it, it's like you see when you go under the scaffold, then they've got those like fucking styrofoam things. <laughs> little, little noodles yeah. on there. <laughs> Gonna have to start putting middles on the ring posts. I'd like, I'd like someone like a writer centre type group in AW to start advocating for like wrestler safety, like being like, oh, there's too much, there's too much bleeding going on it. Um, what about like plastic steps as well? Because like back there, Daniel yeah. busted on the ring steps, didn't he? That that diamond encrusted. Yeah. No, no, diamond no, more, no, more, no more of that diamond plate. Diamond plate. Yeah. And we've got this on like the outside of the ring as well, the, the hardest part of the ring. That's that, that, we can't be having that. Oh, the apron, yeah, it's hard yeah. part of the. Oh. <laughs> Um, I mean, if, if it sounds like... You'll, you'll of... just see Taz going into work next week with, like, a belt sander just, like, sanding down the ring post <laughs> and the, uh, putting, like, safety tape on the steps. If it sounds like we're sort of pussyfooting around this match, it's because it's it's actually a pretty difficult one to sort of jump into the, the sort of mechanics of because yeah. a, fuck, a, fuck, a fuck of a lot happened here. Uh, like I said, it's, it's the best way to describe it is, yeah, it was, it was very hard-hitting. It was very fast-paced. There was some really good, as Jay said, there was some really, really good callbacks to the first match. I really liked during this match when Danielson tried to skin the cat again and just couldn't. Yeah. Um, it shows the, the difference of Hangman's. So, if the first match, after there was a promo, it wasn't a Hangman cut a promo afterwards saying that like, Danielson took him into the deep water, only took him to his like his place, basically, where we have to try and thrive. This felt much more like Hangman taking Brian to his place. Yeah. 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 Very high octane um fights as, as opposed to more of a like methodical i'm gonna outlast you for like 60 minutes and this is even two matches into his reign this is hangman growing as a champion he's saying no i'm gonna dictate yeah. the pace of the match because i'm the champion you're gonna wrestle mm-hmm. my way if you want to beat me you have to beat me at my game yeah I, I like the fact as well they used hangman bleeding as kind of like the trigger for that like for yeah. hangman switching it to his style when he like realized like oh shit this is this is happening again now i've got to yeah I've got yeah, a step to um, here. Yeah, and then obviously, as soon as he makes Danielson bleed a lot worse than he's bleeding, it was like, oh, yeah, he I'm, was pissing. I mean, I've yeah. seen I've seen Danielson bleed, but fuck me, Danielson was bleeding that, in this one. 
that will that will be a lot of blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that that was a lot of blood. Um, and I I, I thought, uh, did you see the picture as well where he was getting treatment after the match? Yeah. And it's like literally all down his chest and everything. He's just sat there looking angry. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, there were some great little spots in this match as well. Um, we'll talk about a few of them. I really liked the, the the sort of visual, like you said, with them both bleeding, where they were on the top rope, just like full crimson mask. And then Hangman hit like the fucking back. Like, it was like a jumping fall away slam because he didn't fall away. Yeah. He basically just grabbed him and did a moonsault. Yeah. And like landed like a power slam. It was, oh, it was so good. And then... Um, uh, Paige hit a dead eye. Brian kicked out, and then he went for the book shot, and Brian just like crumples to the floor. Yeah, before he that was it. That was a really nice callback to Kenny and Akada as well. Which mm-hmm. again, obviously, like we've we've said previously, like it does feel like AW going to try and make this their Kenny and Akada feud. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, yeah. this is this is these guys have got it like between yeah, them. They, like, they've definitely got some something there, which is like. An intangible like amount of chemistry that I don't think Hangman's got had with anybody else. In no, I, it's, he's de- there's definitely better chemistry there with Danielson than there was with Omega. Definitely, mm. I think. I think like if they want to make Hangman the, the face of the company, which it does seem like that they're going to make him like the kind of like franchise star of AEW in years to come. There's no better way to, to kind of legitimize him than a guy like Brian Danielson that people do widely regard as one of the best in the world at the moment. Yeah, yeah. and you can bring Brian back at any point now in Hangman's yeah. reign for another for another go, can't you? And just be like Brian, just be like, no, I want I want to go again. Look, that's can, the beauty can, of the ranking system. Yeah, though, he, isn't he can climb the rankings real easy. Um, we'll talk about the rankings in when we talk about Rampage as well because I think that's going to point us into the future of Hangman's title oh, reign. Boy. <laughs> um, we'll just we'll close up the match then I mean if, if, if you say this was like non-stop action but it really built towards the end as well like if anything they, mm. they somehow found another gear in like the last five minutes yeah yeah. Um, which again it's, it's got that like I mean people always say like about Cardo it's like he's got the best last two minutes in wrestling in a match mm. and that's yeah. what makes his matches so good but this this, I mean it wasn't quite at that level but it was it wasn't far off um it really did build I, to a crescendo. I liked it was the way, like the last two minutes was literally both guys just trying to hit the finisher. Yeah, and just was, before just before that, we had a beautiful visual of um, like beautiful moment, like the crowd chatting fight forever, and <laughs> Danielson and Hangman just on the floor on their knees, just beating the piss out of each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was just it, it was just so perfect. Like so many, like I said the crowd did a really good job. Like I don't think the commentary was quite as supplementary as it was. I, I don't think it needed to be because the match carried a lot more of the weight. Yeah. I think, we, we talked very specifically about Taz and Caliber being excellent in the first match. The commentary, was, the, the commentary was fine in this, uh, but I, I, I don't remember it as I did in the first match. Yeah, I think in this one, the, it was more the kind of just let JR do his thing. I mean, you are JR for like the big moments, which always helps. Like when mm. JR makes the calls, it's it like it feels huge, doesn't it? When when like someone goes off the top rope and JR just screams something, it's like okay, shit, there we go. This is this is a real deal. Um. Yeah, there was as well. I've just remembered um, a really good bit. Of it. it was, I, I think it was just after Danielson got bust open, or it was just before where he hit um, Cradle Pile Driver and was like looking over at Jerry Lynn as he was doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
just being like, an absolute he, he, spent, he spent a lot of time, like Danielson, especially the early match, spent a lot of time sort of like acknowledging the judges and sort of smiling at them and basically yeah. give it like, like saying he was doing things for the judges. Like it was like, oh yeah, look, look at it, look what I can do, look, look how good I am. You know, it was, yeah. it was, it was, it's that sort of like cocky center to his character that he's got as, as his heel character, isn't it? Which is really nice. Um, go back towards the end, lovely moment, moment right before the end where um, Danielson went for the running, the psycho knee, Paige counts it into a pop up power bomb. And then, as, awesome. and then, as soon as he goes for the pin, Daniels just locks him in a triangle joke. Yeah, this like what, what the shit there, is happening. There was a couple of spots where like they were like reversing each other, like in in mental ways. Like I know there was a bit where uh, Hangman like landed on his feet from a German and then went for something else, and then Danielson tried to turn it into a labella. Yeah, it was just it like as I say they. The chemistry these two have, they've got something special there. They need to definitely revisit this somewhere was, down the line. It was fantastic, like, and it was it was innovative as well. Like every time, mm. everything they were doing in this match is stuff I've never seen done before. Like some of the some of the transitions, some of the counters, and some of the the sort of like moves into moves. It was oh, it was just it was just exceptional. Um, yeah. And then the match ends after um, Hangman punches out of the triangle choke, hits like a sort of backdrop on Danielson. Gets himself to the outside, sets up for the bookshot. As we said in the Discord, just one bookshot. Just one. Just one. So you need. That's how it should. That's how it should be, though, because they need to protect the shit out of the bus- the bookshot. Yeah, there ain't no crossroads. It's <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and that's it. One, one bookshot. Interestingly, the only person who it's took more than one bookshot is Wardlow. Yeah, which is fair enough. He's a fucking. Had, the first one didn't knock him over, so he had to get a second. Um. um yeah. I wonder if that's foreshadowing. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's it. Uh, Hangman pitched the win. I think it was just around about a half hour mark, wasn't it? it was, I can't remember. Yeah, it was just over half an hour, I think. Yeah. I think it was 35 minutes, yeah. Which well, is... Well, I mean, obviously well. it wasn't... It was never going to be another 60-minute match. Um, They've already given us that. This was... It still felt like a war. Like an absolute war. Um, I mean, Hangman comes out of this looking... Like an absolute world beer. Yeah, he's just he's just gone all the way up the mountain. This, this it was incredible. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, it felt like. I mean, fuck me. This again. This is on. This is on free TV. Yeah, yeah. and this was argu- this was arguably better than Kenny versus Omega. Yeah, Kenny behind one, sorry. I, I think it is. I think it was. I I think that. Kenny and Hangman, it was a really good match. There's no denying that. Like, but the story was the main thing of that. It felt a bit overshadowed by the story, didn't it? Like, yeah. it was. I I couldn't enjoy it because I was so like invested in this had to be the Hangman's moment, and like I was I was so anxious about the fact that he might not win that I couldn't like enjoy the journey. If that made sense. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> oh, twenty nine minutes. Uh, 29 minutes so I mean yeah that probably belt a bell that, that probably sounds about right um, I mean what a way to legitimise your, your new champion <laughs> then I mean it helps when you've got someone like Brian Danielson there who can just go and do 90 minutes of wrestling over two matches with this one guy exactly yeah what, a, what an absolute treat he is for a wrestling fan he's the fucking best I love him <laughs> stamping on people's heads the best thing ever <laughs> They showed a, they showed a thing, didn't they? Of um, like a on the on the graphic when he started the match, and it was like he was 
undefeated in like never been pinned or submitted in like four hours of AEW ring time. Like fuck me, he's been in the ring for four hours already in AEW, and he's only been in yeah. the company for like four months. I mean, he went he went half an hour with Kenny, didn't he? he went, yeah, and he, so he's done two hours over three matches. Yeah, yeah. he went he went twenty with Suzuki, twenty with Miro. Him and Bob went about ten minutes. Him and uh, Nick Jackson went. I think, I think it's 50. safe to say whatever they're paying him, they're getting their money's worth. Yeah, uh, I'd... turn up the time for you. Come, come, I'll get the time for you once you're. No worries. Once... We'll, talk, we'll move on. We'll move on, and we'll talk about um, the acclaimed popped up. Um, they basically talk some shit about Sting and Derby, and so the next week they're going to drop a new music video, which is great. If anyone remembers the last one they did about Mox and Eddie Kingston, that was really good fun. That was. So um... we had Andy Bones in a fat suit falling over, pretending to be Eddie Kingston. <laughs> um, it was great <laughs> so yeah we'll, we'll see what they have about um, I'm guessing it's going to be a lot of daddy talk uh, daddy going to be one of them is going to be dressed as Sting with a Zimmer frame <laughs> yeah absolutely probably Bowens because he's great at that sort of physical comedy um, yeah. yeah really looking forward to that so yeah uh, the acclaimed the acclaimed are really hitting for me at the moment yeah I, I feel like we, we were talking about obviously um, obviously I like the they were kind of getting a little bit too close to the knuckle with some of the things they were like saying. I think now they've like got the whole, all right, we'll rein it in a bit. Well, Tony Khan they... showed on Twitter the other day and he said he has like a weekly meeting with them now. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, it's fair. Yeah. I think that's good though because it does mean like they can actually be entertaining as opposed to edgy. And they're, which... getting, and they're getting direction and they're getting like focus, aren't they? And so it's so funny. So it's, they, they, they sort of turned it around as well. So they're having their meeting with Tony Khan and they were both dressed as like court judges because they thought that they were going to be judges for the Mox for the um, Danielson Hangman title match yeah <laughs> Tony had to tell them they weren't which was great <laughs> uh, so yeah they acclaimed a great I mean it's, it's at a point now where like we, me and Sarah were watching um, TN something uh, AW the other week and it was the there was the 10 man tag match with Kingston and everyone and Sarah was visibly upset that then they interrupted the acclaim before they could do their rap at the start. Because <laughs> <laughs> anything like, around the start was battering them. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they've got to that point now where like, they're becoming, they're fast becoming a highlight of the show for me. Um, I mean, I've always been a fan ever since we first saw them. They, they had that little, like you said, that little rocky patch where they, they maybe went off, off the rails a little bit, but yeah, they're, they're really in a, in a good place right now. And they're, they're number one ranked, I believe, in the tag division. Ali? Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure they're top ranked. So they'll be hopefully. get the rankings up. So. I'll do that now. Well, well, hopefully, being like, I'll tell you, he's not number one ranked, and that's going to be MJF because of what happened in the second match. <laughs> Damn, the barn. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this was this was hilariously clever booking. I thought. Yeah. So sorry, four and a half hours. Danielson's been in that ring, bell to bell. There you go. That's, that's Ooh, some that's some statistics right hours. there. That, that's ridiculous. I mean, that is that is what a, what a work. Like what all in this all in the space of what three months? Yeah. Three months. <laughs> it's more wrestling. That's more wrestling than you get on Raw in three months. More wrestling you get on Raw in three years, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, speaking of not wrestling. Um, so next up, then we had MGF versus Sean Dean, and yeah, like I said, this was this was incredibly clever. I thought and a really good way to use again a situation that AEW have got themselves into that they can now afford to take advantage of. Um, so MGF and Sean Dean are out to go. CM Punk just runs out runs out into the ring as the match starts. MGF bails out and it doesn't want none. So CM Punk says, "All right, then," and just hits a GTS on Sean Dean. 
which seems a bit random until you think, oh, wait, no, that means Sean Dean wins by DQ. Yeah, until that bell goes, mate. You're winner by DQ. Oh, let's go. It's it's the fact that uh, Sean Dean was like looking at Punk like, oh, it's CM Punk. And he's like, wait, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, like that. You can can actually pinpoint the moment where his heart breaks. (laughs) My Chicago brethren hurt me. Did, did you see as well? He tweeted a picture with him in photoshopped over MJF on the four pillars shit. <laughs> but it, it wasn't even like a good photoshop. It was a really bad photoshop. It's like almost like, like a sticker over like the original yeah. picture. <laughs> it literally is. It's fucking brilliant. So then um, Punk gets on the mic and he makes a very good. He basically says to him, Jeff, right, until you fight me, this is going to happen to everyone in your matches. Um, I mean, rankings have just reset. You're 0 and 1. You're not going to get a title shot if you don't win. Yeah, so, that's fair. It me. works. Yeah. <laughs> fight me or it's, you're just going to be at the bottom of the pile forever. Okay. Yeah. Which is which is fantastic. It's it's a great way to to get under MGF, MGF's skin without actually attacking him, which obviously he's not going to let Punk do. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to hit you. I'm just going to hit everybody you fight so that you always lose. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, as we say, he ain't getting a world title shot, is he? Another quick, um, another quick jab. Uh, MGF said basically, um, Punk never made him into WrestleMania. That's why he's not Piper. Um, yeah, unlike you, Piper. Unlike you, Piper was talented enough to main event WrestleMania. If I'm not showing the respect I'm due, maybe I'll main event a WrestleMania too. Then Punk said, if if he wants to, he's basically said MGF can leave and he can go main event night four, buy one get one free. And then get released and then come back. I won't get one extravaganza. <laughs> yeah. Get released after eight months and come back. That was. Uh, and then here, now we've got something intriguing because next week we're going to get Punk versus Wardlow. Yeah. Um, now, I don't think MJF's going to do what Punk did because I think they're saving Punk's first loss for like a big thing. But it's something's got to give there, though, hasn't it? Because like. But, yeah, then, maybe, then you've got the story of Wardlow as well. Maybe like, uh, MJF will get overly involved in the match, so it'll like kind of like mess with Wardlow doing the Powerbomb Symphony. It cost Wardlow the match. It yeah. cost Wardlow the match, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've got to think Punk's going to win somehow, whether it's mm-hmm. like by just a roll up, he'll do. Just whether it's by whether it's by DQ or whether it's by shenanigans or something. Uh, yeah, it'll be shenanigans of some sort. So yeah, that's that's going to be a real. That's a real. Cause like you say, they're both they're both like undefeated super undefeated super runs, aren't they? So something's got to break there. Something's got to drop. Um, next up, yeah. are we all ready for some more Chris Jericho? Oh, right. Jericho's dyed his hair, but still has a shit ton of greys. What the fuck's happened? Is he no. DIY'd it and it's went horribly uh, probably, right? Yeah, he's probably got his like wife to do it or something. Do, do you remember? Nah, she would have been too busy on that day, mate. Too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has to do something on January 6th to keep her, to keep her occupied. It's just so simple to think about it. Oh, it's um, like he's just not bothered to like go through his hair. He's just shoved anyone, it all on top. Does anyone remember when he uh, put that picture up and he'd, um, he'd gone on the paint up on his phone to hide that he was going bald? Yeah. <laughs> It was so fucking obviously done. Oh, uh, first of all, first of all, it was a little cool that um, Jericho said the last time he was on TBS was in 1999, April 7th on Fun the Booker T. That was cool. Um, and then his Hello Fellow Kids promo he cut on 2.0 was pretty cringe. Yeah, I've got I've got 
Jericho and his dad here, man. Haha. <laughs> I, I think one thing I will say is though, 2.0 did play their parts to perfection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just a bit infuriating watching 2.0, who are much better at promos in this in in the year of our Lord 2022 than Chris Jericho, having to take like all of this shit from Chris Jericho. Yeah. The thing is, because it's Chris Jericho, they probably want to take the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well. I mean, yeah. if, if you said to me as a, as a wrestler, oh, can you just go in the ring and get insulted by Jericho for like five minutes? I'd be like, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the fact that Big Magic's just like brought back so many fucking um, like 90s insults for him is really good, though. <laughs> like calling people a real piece of garbage and a monkey's ass is just fucking brilliant. I mean, Jericho calls them Terrence and Phillip, which is actually pretty decent. <laughs> yeah. 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 Also a 90s <laughs> reference. Yeah. Um, and then Jericho just goes out the ring, comes back in with his bath, and is like, all right, then let's let's have fight. Um Daniel Garcia oh, while Daniel Garcia appears and just runs in and just runs into the baseball bat basically. Yeah. yeah. It, he takes a hit for them to get the upper hand, basically. Yeah. I mean he's he's doing it for his dad, isn't he? So definitely. <laughs> uh, and then we get as, as they start beating on Jericho we get Eddie Kingston Santana Ortiz come out and that sets up that they're going to have a no holds barred six man match on Dino on Rampage sorry so it's going to be Garcia and Tupanova versus Kingston and Brand Powerful which yeah it's going to be good well we've already seen it but spoiler it's fucking great <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, exciting. <laughs> that's exciting um and we had a little, very, not very brief, but a very cool little promo for Jake Atlas. Uh, showed his debut match on Dark and showed him being signed, which was excellent. Um, we'll talk a bit more about Jake Atlas in a little while. Um, yeah. so I'm really excited for, for him in AEW. Um, that'll be really good. Next up then, a little quick one with um, Adam Cole and Red Dragon backstage. Basically, they say, oh yeah, everything's fine. We, I know Carl didn't kick me on purpose. Uh, the books came out, did the right thing, made sure we won, and then he basically said he's going to fight Jake Atlas on Rampage. Yeah, again, cool. Lot of, cut it, Landon. Well, it's setting up for Rampage on, on tonight's show because there wasn't an awful lot uh, announced before Dynamite, was there? No. There I, don't, I, don't, I don't think there was anything announced. No. Uh, the next up then we had, speaking of Wardlow, Wardlow versus Antonio Zambrano. It doesn't even get in the ring uh, properly. <laughs> I've got Wardlow versus Blank. I didn't even get his name. So, <laughs> uh, well, he, I'll tell you what he does get. He gets a Death Valley driver on the outside from Sean Spears before he even gets to the ring. <sighs> Fucking, I hate Spears. Hate him. Smooth Spears. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wardlow then gives him five power bombs and pins him. Yeah. Five power bombs. Is that is that the tally? It, was, it? was it was five. Now it's, it's one up. He's, he's, people said they wanted to see progress, so he's like, right, we'll do four, we'll do five. <laughs> it's just going to be longer and longer every week. By the time he gets to punk, it'll be like nine power bombs. <laughs> um, then we had a, a nice a little video recap of Chris Statlander and Leila Hirsch uh, having a their little. I like how they've sort of like built this in the background, this feud, uh, over, and they've shown it over like the course of several months. Yeah. Um, and I'm really excited for Heal Leila Hirsch. Give me more of that. Yeah, just have a suplex everybody. Yeah, just have her be like female hook. Yeah. It's fine. If she, wants to come, if, if she also wants to come out to some action Bronson, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody should come out to action Bronson, just various. Everyone should come out to action Bronson. Uh, next up then, we had the TBS title match, the final, Ruby Soho versus Jade Cargill. Let's go. Uh, uh, this, 
What did everyone think of this? Uh, um, n- nice jacket from Ruby. Oh, well, you, yeah, so Ruby has um, the engine scale was for both. Yeah, for both. I mean, yeah. Jade looked like a million dollars, and then Ruby came out and she had like the Sex Pistols um, album cover painted on the back of her jacket, but it said God Save That Bitch instead of God Save the Queen. And it was Jade Corrigal's photo as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the her, Jade Corrigal's hair bothers me like so much, right? How, how do you, that, her hair must be fucked. Right, if she's having to dye her roots every single week, because her roots never show every time we see her, they're always like Bye. immaculate. It must be fucked. Could be a wig. Uh, I, is it I not? mean, Aaron, you're like literally. I'm bald as shit, and you're and you're still the last person here to be criticizing someone's hair. Whoa, whoa look, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Look, these are roots from. Fucking however if, many if, weeks if, ago. If, for those of you listening to the podcast who don't cannot see, Aaron has terrible roots right now. Terrible roots, like it's yeah. horrid. Like why is Jade Cargill's hair? Aaron, not Aaron like looks that? like he's been, he looks like the tips of his head been dipped in pink dye from like his very high. <laughs> why is Jade Cargill's hair perfect? I don't like it. She's just she, she's that bitch, mate. <laughs> she that is bitch. that bitch, sure. Ah, uh, anyway, I the match. Eh, well, the the prophecy came I, true, didn't it, boys? The prophecy did come true. The prophecy yeah. came true. I, yeah. I think that the only thing, like my main criticism of it, would be I think that they didn't do a lot to protect Jade. They had it. They had it doing a lot of stuff that I don't think she was experienced to pull off. So it came off looking a bit bad. You know, like hitting the finisher off the top rope. That uh, there was the roll up before, which was like in slow motion. I just don't think she, I think I think she's just too tall to do a roll up. Yeah, yeah. You see, she's, she's she's all legs, and she like that must be a fucking logistical nightmare. Yeah. Hmm. How do you do her finisher off the top rope safely? Like, I think that's the best way you could have done it, to be honest. Yeah, uh, because like you, you can't pick Ruby up because she was like you need to lift her over you, but she couldn't because Ruby was already under her, so she had to lift her like. Hmm. Or like too much, it, it just didn't work. And then the landing, like Ruby has to put a knee down, or else she goes face first into the floor. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, I don't think I don't think it was as bad as it looked. Like to take. No, like, I think the other thing as well is it looked there was a bit where when Jade was trying to set up, they looked like she lost her footing. Yeah. And that was where like and she like she she managed to write herself, but it was like you've got that, you've got like trying to balance as well. It. I don't. I don't think she should do it often, but it was a cool, it was a cool idea on paper, wasn't it? Yeah, it, looked, it was for the big match, the the final of yeah, the TBS I, mean, I think it was more messy than dangerous. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the fact the fact that on all the like video packages they put out since they haven't shown the finish. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of shows that what like shows it doesn't it. Yeah, earlier on in the match, we had uh, Mercedes Martinez come out to distract uh, Ruby, and then Thunder Rosa came out and sort of fought her off. So and almost, almost, yeah. almost stood on Ruby, so was fucking face in the process. <laughs> and, and almost like knocked over <laughs> everyone though, because Ruby was trying to like Ruby was in there as well. Like yeah, it was it was dangerous for everyone in there. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think we necessarily needed that either. I would have, I would have rather because it was like a big match. They just kind of like left I think, it all. I think they have to do something out. to sort of reinforce that link with. Mercedes, Mercedes. And, yeah. Yeah, with yeah. Jade and Mercedes, sorry, if that is a thing. Mm. Uh, Mark Sterling. Mark Sterling. Can we talk about Mark Sterling's suit as well for a second? Oh, fucking amazing. <laughs> it was 
fucking brilliant. Like, so Mark, Mark, Mark Sterling had a suit which had like it just had the words Jade brand and like a pattern like all over it. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Mark Sterling is the unsung hero of of Jade Cargill's like rise. To, I mean, Jade, it, it, you, you've got to give it all to Jade because she's done the work. But fuck me, Mark Mark Sterling has been the special source, hasn't he, on this on the sandwich? Oh well, yeah, just that bit on the side that goes perfect with her. Yeah, he's, he's he's incredible. He, he's a very under like underrated manager, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like he's done, he's done. I know he's done stuff in um, GCW and beyond as well, hasn't he? Um, yeah. He. He did. He cut a promo on Ricky Shane Page, and got proceeded to get murderized by Ricky <laughs> Shane. Yeah, um, yeah, which was nice. Um, and then as well, when he had that match, that match with Mox, uh, was it last year or the year before? Oh, on and, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was twenty twenty, was it? Yeah, I think so. And he kept he kept calling Wardlow Wardy. Yeah, no, it was twenty twenty. <laughs> it was probably Mox's champion. My boy, um, Wardy. It was Mox's like reward. It was Mox's like. Prize for agreeing to a match with MJF, wasn't it? That he got to like destroy Mark Sterling beforehand. He got to, got to kill his lawyer. Um, yeah, so yeah, I mean, I thought this match was, I mean, as I had, I, I come out this match a lot less concerned about Jade as champion than I did going in. I think, I, I think the, the, it's the same thing like we've been saying, isn't it? Like, Jade's going to be a, a really good, like, member of the roster. She's just Still, you can see she's still learning. I mean, you can do that thing now, though. You can still feed like jobbers to her on like Rampage and Dynamite in, t- in open challenges, mm. and then you just have someone down the line, like legitimate challenger and beater, like whenever, whenever you want. Yeah, yeah. but you can have a, you, you can have a Ty Conte come and take the belt off her in like six months' time, or you can have like a, an Anna J beater, or you can have like a Red Velvet take her out, or you know something like that. I feel like whoever beats Jade for that belt, they're going to try and use it as like a star making thing because they've already like kind of hyped up like Jade's undefeated. Yeah, in that case, if you wanted to go full circle, then it probably should be Red Velvet. Yeah, that would be that would be a good thing to do. They started off together, didn't they? And like have that come full circle. Would be quite nice. Mm. Um, right after that, I know you're not a fan of this next segment, Jay. We had a little bit of uh, a sit down interview with JR and Serena Deeb. Uh, yes. Right, right. She goes. No one calls her the prophet. So, sorry, she says everyone calls her the professor of pro wrestling. Who? Tell me who's ever called her that? <laughs> so, I've never heard. Um, it. Her. Her. Yeah. <laughs> Literally her. I mean, I, I did enjoy her shouting at Jr. Who is on my level? Um, Jr. Shot his pants <laughs> in that fucking. <laughs> Aaron, you'll appreciate this. It had big Von Wagner energy. Yeah, it genuinely does. That's, it, that's why I didn't like it. It had massive Von, Von Wagner energy. I was just waiting mm-hmm. to say, come Tuesday! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just horrible. She bigged herself up so much, gave herself a nickname was, that everyone calls her. as that baby face promo she caught after she won the NWA Women's Championship. That was dreadful. Oh, and then J- she she asked Jr. Who is on my level? Jr. shits himself and goes, "No one." <laughs> I mean, Jr.'s just come back from fucking cancer. Like, shouldn't be putting him in there with fucking crazy ass fucking Serena Deeb going all full bomb Wagner on him. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I wasn't a fan of this either. Being honest, I hated it. Yeah, I think it was fine for what it was. I enjoyed. I just enjoy crazy. Crazy like soccer mum Serena Deeb. Well, I 
it's, it's got a certain appeal. Uh, right, next up then, we'll move on. We've got Malachi Black versus Brian Pillman Jr. Um, again, this is a weird one because like most of the match it felt like happened during pitcher and pitcher. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, and it ended with probably Pillman botching a springboard. Yeah, it was a bit of a weird ending, wasn't it? It was weird because it looked like almost as if he was meant to do it, but then you can't tell, can you? I think I think what I think was meant to happen was so what happens is Pillman goes up for a he does that like springboard like is it a springboard clothesline he does it, like finishing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, I think Black was meant to just like black out him out of the air. Because he was stood there ready for him. Yeah, they come into, into a new fucking dimension. But what actually happened was he sort of slipped. But then he sort of slipped, but he landed on his shins, like bounced and then rolled forward. That's what I mean. When he jumped up, he actually landed on his shins onto the rope. He yeah. didn't land up. Like his feet didn't go near the rope at all. No. That's he, why I, it's not like he landed and then slipped forward. He like he landed, he put he put his like he took his feet, didn't he? And like yeah, so it might have been, it, it, it might have been intentional. I'm not sure, uh, but basically, what happened yeah. was he basically hit the hit the ropes with his shins, sort of sprung forward, rolled, did like a forward roll, and then as soon as he stood up, Black just took his head off. I, I think either way, if he had done the springboard and Black had just kicked him out of the air, it would have been amazing. But I thought I think the way they kind of salvaged it, if it was a fuck up, was very good. Where yeah. like he kind of just landed there. If it was, if it was a botch, it was cred- credit to both guys for getting themselves in the right place to, to instantly correct it. Finish yeah, it, off, yeah. it, it was the fact that like he got up looking like terrified, and then Black just kicked him into like into the fucking darkness, kicked him through the veil. Um, yeah, which is fine. Um, and then I don't know how they managed to do this. So after the match, um, the Lucha Bros come out to sort of because Black's like beating on Pillman, and. And the Lucha Bros come out and like they're like facing down black, they're on the ramp, black to the ring, and then the lights go out and they both swap places when the lights come back on, which is really cool. Yeah, it was. Um, I'm, I'm guessing literally like the lights went out and he's just kind of run out, hasn't he? Yeah, they've kept like one spotlight on, like just to right, that's where I'm going, okay? <laughs> that one little light on the ramp, we'll just go there, that's my. Place to be. Either that, or he was dressed as Pence the whole time, and Pence it was just a, it was a swap. His eye, Alistair yeah. Black, is actually Penta under the mask. Yeah, and Penta looks like Alistair Black, not with a mask on. Confirmed. Confirmed. <laughs> same, same body type and everything. Honestly, <laughs> right then, exact we'll same tattoos. We'll move on to the main event then. Um, so this was the tag team title match. Rose defending against Jurassic Express. Um, I thing I will say, why did the Lucha Brothers make the save then go in the back? They and go back and do an entrance. <laughs> what the fuck? Because they have to come out for that. Champions don't come out first, mate. Come on, this is AW. That's true. Uh, I like the I like the pants and other Joker varsity jacket as well. That was quite cool. Yeah, enjoyed that. Um, I mean, this was if you put Phoenix Luchasaurus. Jungle Boy and Penta in the ring together. You're not gonna have a bad match, eh? No, nope. it was a good match. It was a good match. It's obviously overshadowed by a very bad thing happening, but it was a it was a very good match. I thought I really enjoyed it. Um, 
Uh, shout, shout out to Phoenix and Jungle Boy like doing the double arm drag like together. Yeah, like they sort of got they got everyone, didn't they? Like to begin with, like, yeah. And like they they were in the middle and they did it both, and then they just sort of stood there and looked at each other and had like a little moment. And then there just seemed to be destroyers everywhere, which fuck me. Oh, that one <laughs> Luchasaurus took was fucking mental. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, and what was it? Jungle Boy took one or. Where, like, uh, he off Luchasaurus's back onto him. Yeah, Jungle Boy hit one on Phoenix. After. Oh, was that how he did? He, yeah. he did it that way. Yeah, that was insane because it looked like he would like he looked like he was nowhere near being able to do it. Like he come off Luchasaurus's back, and he looked like he was like six miles away from him. All of a sudden, he goes like yeah. magnetized to his back and just like went over, and it was like oh, surprise, motherfucker! Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, you get your little lights out bit, but. We we don't know what's to come of that or yeah, if that's, that's that's yeah. planned out. Well, it's it's clear, yeah. but it's actually based on what happened in this match and the outcome that Lucha Bros are definitely heading to a feud with Malachi Black and absolutely not Brody well, King. They've they've been in, they've kind of like been sort of in a feud with him anyway. Death Triangle, haven't he? Yeah, because Pac, he like the Black Black Mist. Pac twice. Um, so Pack now is like Sex Ferguson, where he's got two eye patches. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's it's interesting that, as well though that it's the same eye that they're both wearing eye patches. The people who've been blacklisted recently. Oh, we didn't talk about Julia Hart for pirate gear with her eye patch. Did we? No. That was incredible. Um, yeah. Um, I, I was waiting for it to go full spooky and just made the like Pillman Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Hit like a pile driver on Pillman Jr. Yeah, yeah, a couple of things before we, we get to the um the the bad the bad things. Uh, a tornado dive by Phoenix to the outside off of someone's I think it was Luchasaurus's back or over yeah. Luchasaurus, and then it was ridiculous. Uh, and then Alex Abrahani is grabbing a table and Christian just chasing him away. Yep. That's fair. <laughs> um we also had uh, towards the end. After the Canadian story from Jungle Boy, uh, Penta hits a made in Japan, which I still have no idea how that move actually works. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's beautiful to watch every time. I love it. Yeah, it just it, doesn't. It, it doesn't make physical sense to me. It's, it's like when you're feeding a baby a spoon and you've got to lip it like off the top lip for them to eat it all. If you ask me to like go through the stages of how that move happens, I wouldn't be able to do it. But I know where it ends up. I know where it starts. But like all of it's in the middle is just magic. I don't know how they. I don't know how that the body goes that way. Um, Pence is a witch. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> then we had. Then we're talking about the bad thing. Okay. Um, so the tables up outside. Um, Luchasaurus choke slams Ray Phoenix through the table. Uh, Phoenix sort of puts his arm, his left arm, like down to. It's almost instinctively, I think, to break his fall, and it goes under his body and like bends like horrendously the wrong way. Uh, uh. And the worst thing is, like, you see a reverse angle of it like immediately, and they show it, and it, you can see the arm like literally and then, like. Yeah, right. Like, and then what? his arm goes under the table as well to make it worse. Yeah, what I don't get is like. AEW proceed to show it three times after it happened. And then, like, like you see, really? Phoenix, you, first of all, then you hear Phoenix like scream. Mate, I mean, WCW literally tried to make an angle out of Sid's fucking leg. Show it. <laughs> yeah, I throw afterwards, so don't worry about it. <laughs> you, you hear like, so you hear Phoenix scream, and he has to like, he has to like lift his arm up so he can like bend his arm back out the right way. It's like gone under him, uh, and then he just starts like pointing at like <laughs> his like floppy arm, and it's like, oh god, that looks really bad. Stop! <laughs> oh, it's ah, uh, it's 
Obviously, they're finished. So, thank, the good news is he was taken to hospital immediately for scans, and it's not broken, it's only dislocated. So, he reckons he'll be back in four weeks. Yeah, he reckons he'll be back in a few weeks because he's an absolute wizard. He's, he's a witch. Phoenix is a witch, oh, confirmed. That's, that's mad. So, then back in the ring while this is all going on, um, Jungle Boy goes for a, a kill switch on Penta. Penta blocks it. Then they have a little scuffle, and Jungle Boy hits a roll up for the win. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like the endings obviously had to be changed slightly. I, I feel Phoenix was meant to be involved in the finish somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And they've had to go, right, he's fucked. Let's go. Because the camera stays off Phoenix the rest of the match as well. Some nice moments after the after the win. Um, so obviously this makes Jungle Boy now makes MJF the only for the only pillar of AEW yet to win a singles title or any sort of title. Um, some nice moments. Jungle Boy gets the belt and Lucasaurus. Jungle Boy looks up um, to the sky a fair bit as he's holding the belt. Mm. Obviously he lost his father. Yeah, it's the first bit where he was trying to, and then Christian pulls him for a fucking <laughs> like mate. Come on. Yeah. And then we have a nice moment where all of like the heel tag teams come out onto the stage. And start like looking real threatening, like it's like a Mega Man game at the start where all the bosses come out and you, you know, they're all like pointing at you and laughing. Fucking Kyle O'Reilly with his fucking power stance in the middle, was it? No, <laughs> fuck me. Then you cut to like, so you had like FTR, you had like the Acclaimed, you had um, Red Dragon 2.0, 2.0. Yeah, you had a varying like spectrum of the yeah. tag team, not just like the top contenders, yeah. Um, then also in the crowd, it cut to like, um. Santana and Ortiz are in the crowd. Malachi Black is in the crowd. Jericho is in the crowd. So yeah, yeah, it was awkward how they kept going to Jericho it, more than everyone it else. Was weird. It was weird that they shown Jericho first before like even the teams come out. Yeah, yeah. the sex gods can come up. Don't worry about it. And Jer- Jericho knew about it because he's looking up at the fucking screen in the middle, like of the roof, waiting for him to show. Him Jer- Jericho and Hager aren't real. They can't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Jericho, Jericho and Dan Lambert going for the tag titles confirmed. Uh, uh, so yeah. Actually, what would what would be good though is if they uh, reunited uh, Jericho and Christian as a tag team. Oh yeah. Oh, um, but yeah, that was a really cool like ending. I thought it really like put the gave the idea like oh yeah they, they have this like really nice moment where they won the titles and but here they are with this massive like target on their backs now and all the, all these like jacked heel tag teams like Goblin Kyle O'Reilly's coming for them. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, I love that. Your boys 2.0 were in the fucking dead center as well. Yeah, yeah right beside them. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. that'll do us for Big magic. Fucking cocaine energy trying to put barges way through. <laughs> uh, interestingly, the tag ranks at the moment um, are acclaimed number one, as you said before, Tasty. Bucks two, Santana and Ortiz three, FTR four, and Silver and Reynolds five. Okay. We, uh, so none of those teams that came out essentially were in the rankings. No, they, they claimed were there, weren't they? Yeah, they claimed were there. Were they? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I was too distracted by like Billy Ass getting annoyed the fucking Austin Gunn. Billy Ass was there, and, and also just Matt Lee's massive eyes. Mm. Yeah, Matt, Matt Lee looked like he's still reeling from the effects of Ten's cocaine. He's got eyes <laughs> like dinner plates. <laughs> <laughs> Come out looking like a fucking ET. <laughs> Right, uh, quick, very quickly, then we'll go for some highs and lows. Uh, Aaron? Uh, I think the high is, it has to be that opening match. Does anyone, I mean, does anyone not have the yeah. opening match? No, no. No, right, so we're I, all agreeing on I, that then. I thought that I thought the tag match was incredible, and if it wasn't on the same show as that match, it would have probably 
been us all saying, oh yeah, the tag match was amazing. Yeah, uh, that's generally what it would have been. Uh, I, Malone, I, I, I think me and Jay have a solid agreement is, on this is, one. Is it, is it Von Diebner? Von Diebner. <laughs> Come Tuesday! <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I'm going yeah, Jer- to go for Jericho <laughs> for the similar reasons, I think, just because it was a little bit weird and like it wasn't great promo work. Uh, okay, then. We'll move on quickly then to Rampage. Carly made his way onto AEW's podcast. <laughs> we'll, we'll steam ahead onto Rampage because we, we, uh, we've got a lot to get through still, weirdly. Um, yep, so this is... Um, the com- oh, this is a four-man commentary theme. Um, so we have Excalibur, Taz, J- Chris, Ricky Stark, and the returning Chris Jericho. If you're wondering why your ears hurt, <laughs> oh, it was rough. Like, oh, uh, he didn't even say anything good. I've got no notes. I, don't, don't, really, I, I, had, I, had, I had one yeah, point that Rick, I liked. Ricky Stark was getting genuinely pissed off at Jericho. Yeah, during the show. that's you what it tell, seemed like. Yeah, you could tell Starks wanted to fucking backhand them at one point. <laughs> I, I don't blame him because he's a fucking nuisance. Yeah. All right. So we'll start off then with Adam Cole. This is Jake Atlas. Um, uh, really excellent opening match. Yeah. A couple of things before the match. Fair play to Atlas coming out, uh, being a bit more flamboyant and that. Right. It's not just say it's stereotypical or that. He's just being him. Right. It's almost like he wasn't actually allowed to be himself properly in a different company. I, I just, that's the way it looks to me personally. I, but, I think WWE. I hate to say this because I, I think Jake Atlas is a tremendously talented wrestler, as shown here. I think WWE hired them as a PR move because it was like the whole thing on that uh, fucking undercover boss. And he wanted to be the first openly gay champion in WWE. And Stephanie fucking hired them herself. Yeah, that's and genuinely Rick Flair didn't went off script. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't think the. Knew what to do with him, like the thing is, and obviously he's came out here. As I say, he's he's been a bit more himself. It seems compared to his NXT days, anyway. Yeah, he just. I mean, it, it, the wrestling. Well, do, 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 do you WWE were like, right? We're, we're we're made up that you're like openly gay, but, you but we need you up? to tone it but down a bit. Could you be a bit less gay? Yeah, could you could you tone down the gayness of it, please? I mean, they, they made them rename the LGBTDT to. Um, the rainbow DDT or something bollocks like that. <laughs> uh, but and uh, Excalibur also talks about Colin Atlas at, at a different company. He goes, uh, they competed on the same TV show, but not against each other. Not a wrestling show, guys, a TV show. <laughs> I mean, well, he's not wrong, is he to be fair? <laughs> um yeah, I I think let's just say Jake Atlas was fucking tremendous in this match yeah. he didn't feel out of place oh yeah it's like this was, is a Jake Atlas I remember when he first started when they introduced him as well they, they introduced him to 230 pounds which yeah. whoa he, he moves real well for a, for a big I mean, he, he looks he, like he's put on the way he looked like he bulked up a little bit because he, yeah. he was he was a cruiserweight in WWE 205 he definitely looks like he's put on weight definitely he, he's a thick boy but he Good God damn, he can move. Yeah. He still does he, all the moves. He did he's before. a former gymnast, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they, they joked about uh, Taz not being a former gymnast while they were, Taz <laughs> were talking about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, again, so a fantastic match. Again, ended a little bit, unfortunately. Um, 
as Atlas came in for there was a spot where Atlas was meant to come in for Springboard and Cole should kicked him, and as he landed for the super kick, uh, he sort of tweaked his knee. It, it literally just buckled underneath him. That yeah, he certainly buckled. Uh, hopefully, he's all right. He's not. Up, he's not had any updates as he has. He said yeah. all he said was um, he said something on Twitter about like the knees not too bad, and he'll be back soon. Before you'll be back soon. Before you know it, basically, you'll be back soon. He, said, he, basically, he basically tweeted saying, "Don't worry about him." Um, Everything's fine, as fine as can be, and he'll be back soon. There you go. Yeah, I, I, I reckon he'll be. Um, if he's if he's not back before double or nothing, I reckon he'll be a surprise entrant in the um, casino bar room. Yeah, double or nothing. That's like six months, right? It's May. Yeah, start of May. Five months. I think yeah. he'll be, be back before that. Uh, but again, credit to Cole. So basically, as, as he was like... Could be in the face of the revolution ladder match, actually. Couldn't could, he? yeah. Um, he'd be a really good winner for that, actually. Be a very good addition. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as, as he was like on the mountain pain, credit to Adam Cole, he was setting up for the Panama Sunrise. He sort of jumped... He, Jake, Jake tried to take it. He tried to stand up, but he couldn't like, keep himself up. Uh, Cole actually jumped off, like missed his like head, and then just went, oh, fuck this then, and put him in like... The- Literally pushed him to the ground and went, geez, your leg. Yeah, and you just put the faintest like knee bar, knee bar, ankle lock. <laughs> Did you notice though? <laughs> hilariously, I don't know. If this was, I don't know if this was just like unintentional, whether it's just so Jake starts tapping, but he starts tapping on his knee. Oh, and then oh. immediately switches and starts tapping on like his other leg instead. <laughs> He's like starts tapping like instinctively, and he's like, "Oh no, that that really hurts." Yeah, <laughs> tapping on the other one. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, Really, really but fun I match. Think... Really hope Jake's back before we know it. Really hope it's not too bad. Um, I really, yeah. want, I really, and really want to see Jake more. Atlas first, Dante Martin when he is back. Please, I just, really, I, just really wanna, I just really want to see more of him. Like, really, really yeah. want to see more Jake Atlas um, because that really impressed me. Yeah, as who got it? It was just a fair play to the ending of this match. Like, just getting the match finished and not hurting Atlas more whilst doing it. Mm. Mm. Cole really showed as well that he was a punch professional there, didn't he? Like he, yeah. was, he was always with that on the fly and just really make it as safe as possible to finish Literally, the match in the blue boy. Just grab your leg, we'll get it done one, two, three, there you go. Yeah. You're free to go. Yeah. Um yeah, as, as I said on um Discord, I think it was yesterday. Um I'd really like to see Jake out as like TNT champion by the end of the year. Yeah. I think I think he's the way they present him here. I think he's got a bright future in AW. Like not many people sign and then go straight into a match with a big name like that. Yeah. The the fact that after his match on Dark, Tony Khan himself came out from Gorilla and like yeah, and shook his hand and like did the whole kind of like Triple H we're going to sign him thing. And he got a match with Adam Cole where he got to get a lot of offense in Adam Cole. Yeah, yeah. Like, this match went a good while as well. Yeah, about ten minutes. Yeah, uh... yeah. And for for a good bit of it at the start, Atlas was on top. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd be intrigued to see whether Atlas had, like the match would have gone longer if Atlas hadn't got hurt. Then <laughs> it was it, so it was a bit um there was a bit of a comedic bit at the end, not comedic but unintentionally. So after the match, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly come down and they're meant to do like a three on one beatdown on Atlas, but they obviously can't touch him because he's fucked. So they sort of stand there awkwardly, like waiting, and then eventually um, Orange Cassidy's music hits. The best friends come out to make the save. But then even Orange, like he can't run because it's Orange Cassidy. Yeah, he has to, like, so he's to... just awkwardly there, and then like Chuck and Wheeler just race past him because they know yeah. they get to the ring as quick as possible to like. Yeah, and then or- Orange is like, right, do I start jogging? Do do I jog? But I'm Orange Cassidy. I shouldn't jog. Orange Cassidy will not break character. <laughs> 
he started joining he's like no I can't stop right character <laughs> oh it just felt I, fair play to them to did the best they could I think yeah as good a job as you could fair play with all yeah. that uh, next up then we had a quick announcement that um, Cody Rhodes just not medically cleared to compete at Battle of the Belts he ain't he ain't relinquishing that title motherfucker uh, no 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 from his it's cold dead hands it's what happens when you stick your keys in a bowl at a wedding eh <laughs> Uh, for anyone who's not getting that reference, uh, apparently it's, a, it's alleged that um, Cody got COVID at Matt Cardona's wedding. Yeah. yeah. COVID, uh, COVID roads. COVID roads. COVID roads, right. so, Something, something, COVID roads. <laughs> um, so basically, it's Co- Cody and dropping the belt. Um, basically, what's going to happen is Dust... So they, they, sort of, they sort of went two different ways on this all at the same time. So first of all, they said Dust will fill in for Cody. He literally like, did. But... Mm. Then they said that it will actually be an, a match for an interim champion. So basically, whoever wins out of Dustin and Sammy will then face Cody when he comes back, which kind of implied, wasn't it? I, I, yeah, I, but that, that would give me the impression that Cody's, um, like, he, he's literally going to be back and, like, unify the belt pretty much. Like, it's literally a, a week and a half. He's, it's 10 days he has to stay mm. away for. So, yeah, unless, yeah, it's, that, unless, it's, it unless it's worse than COVID. And unless it's, it's, like, a legit worse. injury and then yeah. he's just, like, but it, it's a it's like it, as I say it's it's used in like MMA and boxing um, if a champion is yeah. unfit they'll crown an interim champion and then have the championship match and yeah. then yeah, they have a nice little promo with Sammy and Dustin as well which is pretty cool and they build on to the history so Sammy and Dustin have wrestled twice and they, they've won one each so it's quite nice to get to do this like rubber match for the for the yeah. title which is pretty cool again it's, it's AW ma- 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 managing to turn a, a setback into an opportunity based on how well they've booked themselves in the past. Yeah. It's mad that, isn't it? Yeah, it's mad if you just book consistently then you put yourself in really good positions it, going forward. It, it's mad, It's mad like, reference in the past as well. Like, <laughs> what, why, why would the wrestling company do that? If I can remember it. Hey, hey, you wouldn't see TV shows doing that, would you, Jay? No, mate. No, right. no, Next, up, Next up, we have to talk about the promo of the year. Oh, mate, this was the fucking promo of the year. <laughs> Andrew Daddy, top, top Saturday morning cartoon villain. Fucking love this. So he's basically, the gist of this is that Andrade is trying to buy Darby off Sting. That's literally what I've got is Andrade wants to buy a child, is my sentence. Yeah. I, want, I want that little boy who's your assistant. Yeah. So Andrade <laughs> Andra- Andra- basically says that he wants, um, he asked why Darby works for Sting. Mr. Sting. <laughs> and then Tony Giovanni's like, no, no, it doesn't work for him. They're, they're just friends. And then Andrade was like, what? How do you know this? <laughs> He's like, like, who told you this? <laughs> and then basically says, um, uh, tell, Sting to, tell Sting to name his price for Darby. And yeah, that's it. Just refuses <laughs> to accept, refuses to accept the friends. And like, there's no business, like consideration there. I mean, I mean, would I you believe hope this leads to an Andrade versus Sting custody of Derby ladder match? Derby on a pole match. Oh, he's <laughs> so good. Derby in the rafters match. Derby on a forklift match. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that uh, right. so good. Next up, Please we have that. Hook versus Aaron Solo. Uh, this is Aaron Solo who caught a very unfortunately worded promo last week, where he told Hook, "Stretch me if you can, survive if I let you." 
Oh, oh, oh. Um, yeah. Oh, oh. I, I would like to say this is my first hook match that I've seen. Is it? Yeah, it genuinely is. I missed the first two. Oh, the, fi- wow. the, the first one is on AEW's YouTube in its entirety. Yeah, I, I missed the first two. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I genuinely enjoyed everyone, it. Everyone loves Hook. Everyone loves it. Even Troy loves Hook. Oh, after um, like shitting on it because he hadn't seen it, and then it was like, all right, yeah, hook's really good. And I am with the crowd when I chant, "We I want the hookers." Oh, is that, I am a hooker. I thought it was, we, we are want hookers. hookers. Yeah, we are hookers. Let's go. I mean, just as hook comes out, like the amount of like the shirts and the crowd people are holding up, and like the the hook section, which we saw. So basic. So, <laughs> when's I've got a theory that. Dante Martin's going to beat Ricky Starks for the FTW title and then Hook's going to murder Dante Martin. Fair, yeah. That seems where we're going here, doesn't it? I think putting the the FTW title on Hook in the next sort of six months makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it absolutely does because it's dad's belt. Yeah. And then that free Starks will tend to move into like the TNT title scene or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's almost like an albatross around Starks' neck. The FTW title is just there now. It's like, it's keeping him out of storylines where it's like, well, you clearly want to do more with him. If you've got someone like Hawk who can literally just have matches for no reason, yeah. then Hulk, put it on him. Hawk doesn't even need to defend the belt. It can just be part of his gimmick. Like, you can just yeah. break it out with him. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, this this match, probably the most wrestling um, Hawk's done in an AW ring. He's, it's certainly the most punishment he's taken in a match. Again, they're building him up very slowly. So, like, his match with Bear Bronson was a little bit longer than his match with Fuego. This match, he actually took a bit of offense off solo. I love how old-school Hook's offense is. Like, he's doing, like, Russian leg sweeps. But, but the torque on them is what's good about But he's them. doing them, like, yeah. stiff as fuck. Yeah. He's doing them properly yeah. like you should do them. None of this Sandman with his Singapore cane pitch. None of that Russian None of this, Je- this Jeff Jarrett nonsense. <laughs> Whoa. None of this stroke, yeah, bu- yeah, none yeah. of this stroke bullshit. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think as well. Aaron Solo though, like, didn't look like I don't think any of the guys he wrestled have looked bad in the matches with him. No, but I think Aaron Solo like got to kind of showcase like he's he's pretty good as well. Aaron Solo's decent. He just he just yeah. is has no credibility because of his association with QT Marshall. Yeah, he's stuck with QT Marshall. He's got that fucking car salesman next to him. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dust in, the, in the fucking engine blocks. I mean, it, 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 it is all like it's. I mean, the, the match very quick becomes a game of cat and mouse, and it's, it's just a matter of time until Hook gets a suplex on him, and then it's it's all over, isn't it? It's, it's he did, the, it's he the, did the proper suplex this time as well. Yeah. I was. I, mean, it's, I, I love. I love that uh, that El Camino suplex he does as well, like the crotch lift one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that looks awesome. Yeah, that's. I, really, I like really the good. fact. I like the fact that he's not dipping too heavily into his arsenal in every match. Yeah, I also I think we I, talked about it really on the podcast, but last week the um, the Taz techniques with Taz on Hook was I think that did an awful lot of heavy lifting and explaining Hook's character and, and his like the way Taz talked about it, like and you can see it like I mean he's he, all right he's he's not you know he's not Brian Danielson but yet but like little things like Taz points out like the way like the explosiveness like if he gets from like his suplexes like the way he pops his hip the height he gets the height he gets on his like on his on his back arches when he does the suplexes looks incredible yeah, yeah. his footwork on every suplex is fucking brilliant 
like it's it's literally like watching his dad wrestle. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, it, it's suplex time, and then um, Hook does the the sort of setup, which is the cross face strikes, and then the red room, and so it taps out. Um, I would also like to say shout out to um, commentary on AEW in general, not mentioning at any point that Taz is Hook's uh, dad at all. No, it allude, never gets mentioned at all. They it's allude. Great. They allude to it, like they ask Taz yeah. like how he how he's feeling about him and stuff like that, but they never say, "Oh, he's your son, Taz." He, you know, he's your son, Taz. They, yes, like you would usually they got, get. They got that out of the way with though on the first match, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. it's good that they don't do that. Also, well, Taz. That. Yeah, Taz alludes to him more, more of like a member of Team Taz than an actual like yeah. son, which is cool. Well, they because yeah. they, they talked, didn't they? They talked very briefly about like Hook was training with QT Marshall at the Nightmare Factory, mm. but then like they because obviously Taz and Ricky are on the commentary. They say, "Oh no," but yeah, then we took over at Team Taz and we we sort of like finished it, finished off his that, training, and we sort of that was like how the whole storyline started, though, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, like Cody like saying, "Oh yeah, well, you've got me training your son, Taz, not you." And then Timothy, uh, that, that was it. He left. Fucking Katahaja made Cody's soul. I was buddy. Yeah. So, so Aaron, how do you feel seeing an, uh, seeing a cheeky uh, transmission for the boys? Ah, oh, fucking. Whoa, whoa, I mean, whoa. show the red room some respect. Room. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, uh, watching that as you did on now, right? I'm on late two thousand, so Ravens came in and is stuck with Taz now. You, you don't really see the, Taz, the, Taz the, has lost his peak already. The best, the best of Taz has come and gone by this point. The, yeah, the best yeah. of Taz has already left. So Taz had, Taz had two good matches in WWE, and then they put him in a feud with Jerry Lawler and ruined. That's genuinely what happened. Yeah, that he, match with Triple H, which was better, which for some reason Triple H didn't completely bury him, and he yeah. had the match with Angle where he just murderized him. Yeah. A feud, a feud with Jerry Lawler that's lasted three months and still continues. To... <laughs> he, he did have at WrestleMania as well in the hardcore match where he's just like pinning people while he's st- like the, while he's the uh, interim champion. Yeah, he's like you gotta get away. He's like, no, we're pimp motherfuckers. Yeah, um, yeah. So just to see, just to see like suplexes and transmissions like properly, like a big, like treating it like a big star's doing it. They're not just moves. I'm treating them like ECW Taz as yeah. opposed to Taz with two Zs. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy it, genuinely. As you say, the torque and the suplexes and stuff as well. Fantastic. Yeah. He's, he's going to be a fucking huge star, isn't he? Yeah, he really is. Oof, it's, it's, it's nice when you build young stars, isn't it? It's really good. I, it, the thing is, though, as well, like, because, like, when was it this year or last year that Cody like, did the whole promo and Taz about Hook. Well, he only debuted just over a year. Well, I say this here. Was it 2021 or twenty? It was like December 2020, I think. Jesus. So he's only been on TV for just over a year. That was the bit where Cody tried to interject himself into the uh, Derby and Sting feud, wasn't it? Yeah. I love how, uh, how they've done it backstage as well. So like, one of the... Yeah, one of the sort 26 of, of November. One of the, on, one of the ongoing storylines one of the ongoing storylines on BDE now is that Silver and Reynolds have abandoned Adam Cole for Hook. Yeah. On BTA. Which, and Adam Cole's now getting a bit sad about it because he hasn't got anyone like harassing him. I mean, when when someone's got better hair than Adam Cole, you know, like, he's got no chance. Yeah, Hook's, anim- Hook's anime hair is like next level as well, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. Yeah, the Cody and Taz thing is 25th of November uh, 2020. There you go. So, right, we'll move very quickly into the main event because this is sort of like this this main event really sort of exists to sort of set up the match on Battle for the Belt, Battle of the Belts. 
So we'll talk um, about this a little bit and then we'll move on to Battle of the Belts, which is sort of the more important. Disgusted. Absolutely disgusted. Where, where's Jamie Hayter's music? But Jamie Hayter doesn't get a music, I know. Could you could no. you not have let her came out to her music just onto the stage and then Baker comes out? Don't worry about it, mate. It's 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 laying down it's laying down the groundwork for the story. No, I mean they lay a lot of groundwork in this match to be fair for so what's they, going on. They did, but again, no happy. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie wait, wait, we, we've established Jamie Hayter as some of the best entry music AW. Yeah, we, wait, we wait must hear it in every episode. Jamie Hayter coming out to that music. Oh, hey, come on here. Just fucking slap our one. Come on. I don't think that train's there. There's no far away, is it? Let's go. A couple of stations away, mate. So, first thing to talk about is obviously this was a pre taped episode of Rampage. This was taped after the episode of Dynamite. So, props to Ruby. So, I hope we're working two matches in one night. Yeah. 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 She's, a, she's an absolute workhorse. Uh, top of her. Um, yeah, it was a decent match. Um, it was mostly just. Riho running in and doing moves. I mean, they tried to keep the other thing, didn't they? They tried to keep Riho and Britt Baker apart. Yeah. Because obviously, we're literally getting that match the next night. So they yeah. while, still, while still showcasing Riho. Yeah. And I think it did a good job. I think it, this, this served mm. this, this two things. One, it really served as like a refresher for anyone who hasn't seen Riho wrestle for a while. And yeah. sort of give you an idea of what to expect in the title match. Which Depending on if you like her, that could be a good thing or a bad thing. Well, if you see, if, if you, I mean, if you're if you're a fan of commenting on Kenny Omega's Twitter posts, then probably not. Did you see that? Basically, uh, Kenny, Kenny tweeted that he was excited for Riho to fight Brit last night, and then loads of people jumped on, was like, "Ah, oh, but Riho shit, our offense looks terrible." And, yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of her, but I'm not going to jump down Kenny's throat over it. No, so <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't tweet at Kenny in a tweet that also has Rio added into it that yeah I, I don't care that much about it. For lots of people I don't like. I just don't tweet about them. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, this match did that, and it also sort of stoked the fire a bit on the the sort of uh, dissension between Hater and Britt Baker. Still, put the point out that Jimmy Hater does not do the DMD hand thing whenever Britt Baker does it. Uh, I mean, yay! Sorry, yay, <laughs> yay. <laughs> um, and Aaron, Aaron, Aaron we, need, we need the music back. Come on. I know, I know. Play, I'm play sorry. Game, mate. I'm sorry. Game. Yay. And so the sort of the finish yeah. of the match came when Riho was in the ring. Uh, Hater was trying to suplex her, and then she ducks, and Hater accidentally forearms Brit, knocks Brit out the ring. In a sort of shock and confusion, Riho hits a roll up on Hater for the win. And after the match, Britt fully just shoves Jimmy Hater, like, like full on, like, what the fuck? Shoves Wait, him. With, with the four people in the match, you sort of seen what was going to happen. You sort of knew the outcome of how this match was ending. But I think to push Hater even further, like, out is it's- a good thing because you're. You're gonna put here as a star. Well, it, do, it, it does two. It, it does two things here. It puts it puts her at a crossroads where like either Hater then will try harder to like win Brit back over. We I need think, that music, Tasty. I think, I think I think I honestly on, think, mate, I, I honestly think there's a and I, I thought it was gonna happen at Battle of the Bells. We'll talk about that in a second. But I think there's an angle coming where um where Brit where, Baker, where Hater's gonna turn on Brit and be like. Look, I just used you to get my foot in the door in AW. Like, you got yeah. me back in, and now it's now you. I'm, I'm gonna fuck you up basically, and I'm gonna take the title off you. Yeah, 
She's got that English accent for the baby face. There you go. Yeah, oh fuck, I thought this was the menu. I thought that was the last match. I forgot this four <laughs> matches. Um, Jesus Christ, we've got to crack on. Um, yeah. Right, we'll move on. Um, oh fuck, damn Lambert, minute of the year. Did anyone care? No. Uh, Sky hasn't year. been beat in 221 Whoa. days, was his thing. Uh, all, his, all his wins, uh, funnily enough, are on darker, dark elevations against jobbers. And he has lost, he's just not taking the pin. So therefore, Ethan Page has to take the pin in the matches that they've lost on Dynamite. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Um, also, Scorpio Sky is fifth in the men's ranking. So I don't know why. Again, don't all, all, all the wins. Um, <laughs> never been pinned. It, it's I think I think this because they've like reset the ranking. Well, they reset the win loss records. Yeah. It's a little bit off the wall at the moment because literally some people haven't wrestled yet this year. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I think I think like looking at the rankings though, they they based it on like the win loss percentage. Yeah, there's, so definitely, there's, de- there's definitely a bit of like last year because they mentioned they mentioned very interesting. We'll talk about it here very quickly. Uh, during Adam Cole's entrance, they mentioned that he was number one ranked. Yeah, despite the fact that at that point he when hadn't wrestled sh- in 2022. Yeah, when it should be all reset to fresh. But that's an intriguing but feud for Hangman, isn't it? The reason yeah. that the reason that Cole's number one ranked is because he's undefeated. It's it's well it just shows how little I know about wrestling. So when when we were talking about Adam Cole potentially coming in last year, one of the ideas I floated was what if you use Adam Cole as like the gatekeeper and have Hangman have to go through him to get to Kenny, and that would have been fucking stupid in retrospect. Now you've got Adam yeah. Cole versus Hangman Page as like a main event marquee feud, and let's go. And then once Omega's back, you've got Cole and Omega. Well, that way it, it, it writes itself. I, it? You, you've, can... you've, now, you've now got Adam Cole being like, right, I'm going to go and do what Kenny couldn't do. I'm going to beat Hangman Page and get the belt yeah. back. I was going to say I can see. That being the straw that breaks the camel's back with Cole and Kenny, yeah. Um, and either Kenny might like come back after the match and have a stare down with Cole, or he might or pick what well, stare down with Hangman. Then have um, oh, what if they put the belt on Cole? Well, then it's Cole and Kenny for the title. Um, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if they put the belt on Cole, but I do think the Hangman's going to have a long run because. They've kind of put this much time into getting him there. I mean, they've just invested a lot in him with the Daniels matches, haven't they? they? They've already, they've already like passed like what I thought they were going to do. Where I thought that MGF was going to win the belts off him if Windsor was coming. <laughs> yeah, fair. I, I thought, I thought it was going to be some sort of like surprise motherfucker, like they yanked the carpet out from under you with with Hangman, like they've done so many times. Yeah, I felt, I felt like MGF was the perfect person to do that, and they, they still can. I think, I do think. MJF probably going to be the person to the throne hangman. Yeah, but if, if they did decide to give it to Cole, like, because think about MJF, he's, he's, he's super young, he can wait a little bit. Yeah. Um, whereas people yeah. like Danielson, Cole, not so much Cole as well, but Danielson, if you want to put the belt on him, you've got a little bit less time to do it. Punk, same, same thing. But I think, I think it's a really interesting, um, story where if you have MJF with the belt and then Punk chases him for the belt. Yeah, they bring yeah. that back. Um, anyway, let's move on. Um, we'll talk a bit more because I think we're probably gonna have some questions about um, about the, the future of the world title. We'll talk about that towards the end. Um, yeah. so we, we have the main event. So, this is 2.0 and Daniel Garcia versus Eddie Kingston and Santana Ortiz. No DQ, no rules, no holes barred. Um, I love the thing I love the most about the start is like when, when 2.0 and Daniel Garcia got their promo, um, Eddie Kingston, Stan Ortiz just haven't got the time for it and they just go and find them on camera and just stop beating the shit out of them. Uh, yeah. The the thing I love the most, which I, I hope becomes like a meme, 
um, was <laughs> while they were brawling, Mark Henry just cut it cut into like a window with Mark Henry going, it's time for the main event. Look What's this just, happening? He wants to beat the piss on each other. He's just there smiling like, well, there's been enough talk. I, and then these guys like wailing. Like, <laughs> I, do, I do really like um, the whole thing with Mark Henry though, like on Rampage, just before, like before the main event, it is fucking all. It, it's just like a nice different way to kind of present it, isn't it? Everyone does it with him as it well. Gives, it, gives yeah. it, it gives a different feel. It makes it feel more like a... Like, I don't know, more like a Saturday night like prime time TV show. Yeah, that's what he said he was going to be bringing to Rampage, which was why it was a bit odd that he, it was a little bit odd to me when he said he was going to be doing that kind of role on Rampage that he then went on commentary. Yeah, for like a week or two. I didn't think he was a bad commentator. He still commentates on Dark Elevation. Um, I really like him, like not as like an authority figure because I think that I think I do need authority figures, but I'd like him as like the sort of head of Rampage if that makes sense. If he was like the if if the if in kayfabe he was like the almost not the booker but you know like the the guy in charge, the commissioner. No, yeah. no I don't want to, I don't want to like an authority. I, I just want to be like almost like the MC, almost like you know like the. I, I was gonna say kind of like what they tried to do with a cornet and TNA where he was like he was the head of the booking committee, so he he basically just be the matchmaker. Yeah, he did. He wouldn't necessarily come in and interrupt anyone or come out and, into the ring an awful lot. He, but... he just he just like if they needed him to. He, Go okay. Well, you guys are going to wrestle. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, and also, like, a bit of like an MC, almost like a bit like a, a sort of you know host. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I, I, I feel like they could quite easily put Mark Henry in the role they had Jr. doing with like Serena Deeb and like that those backstage sort of sit down interviews. Yeah, because uh, he does. That's what he does anyway. He's on Busted Open Radio. He's got his own show. He does that kind of thing. Like, you don't need to use Tony Schiavone all the time for interviews. Nah. Yeah. Like they could, they could actually just have like use Mark as a backstage interviewer. I mean, I think he's been, or even even for, like, in... even for like more of the sit down ones, like you say, the JR has been doing. Yeah, just they've got, they've, they've got a different energy, and I think that that I think Mark Henry's sort of um, vibe, it's sort of, it's sort of, yeah. yeah, it's sort of laid back mm. persona would play better into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think it, I think he's let's face it, he's probably been brought more in for a behind the scenes role. Oh yeah, he's, he's, he's obviously he's very heavily involved in scouting. He's, Sort of yeah, he's got such thing. a good eye for talent. Like, you look at some of the uh, wrestlers he's, like, kind of scouted over the years, like Bianca Belair, um, Braun Strowman. Jade Cargill. Hey, Jade Cargill's another one, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think he was... I think he might have played, played the part in there, Bron, ba- the Bron Breaker as well. Yeah, um, yeah. And you, you can tell that, like, he's, he's just... He knows who's going to be able to kind of transition from whatever they're doing now to wrestling. He's he's very valuable to AW in that sense. So it is good that they're using him on TV, but I think they don't need to use him as much because he is more of a behind-the-scenes guy. Yeah, but I think what he's doing on Rampage, like you said, it really does give Rampage a different feel, which I really enjoy. Yeah. And it, um, it makes it makes the um, main event feel special. Yeah, so much so that it, I, forgot, I totally forgot that it happened until yeah. last year going through the show. It's... It kind of reminds me of um of uh, Michael Buffer when it was in WCW where he'd do the whole like the main event of like Nitro or whatever he'd do the whole like let's get ready to rumble thing yeah and they pay an obs- and him an obscene amount of money to do that yeah it's time for the main event could be and he proceeded to do it in UFC as well so like everyone knows who he is and why he did it he proceeded to get even more money doing that same thing for years. 
Uh, right, so let's get on to the main event. Speaking of it, um, so after the after the sort of intro and the, the Mark Henry bit, we cut to a break, and as we get back, uh, the guys are just it's just this is just insanity, isn't it? This whole match, um, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's it's just it's just literally all over the place in a good way. Uh, so it starts out and like everyone's sort of like dragging each other to the ring, and like yeah, all, everyone's sort of paired off. Uh, Kingston's fighting Garcia. Um, I think Ortiz is fighting Matt Lee at this point, and Santana's fighting Jeff Parker. Uh, but it doesn't really matter because everyone just switches dance partners yeah. like on the fly here. This is there's a point where like um, every time one of Proud and Powerful is about to get the advantage, two point the other one comes in and goes nails with the bar or something ridiculous. Oh, two point are tremendous, aren't they? This, 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 shit, this is so underrated. Like this match really proved that like all right, they're they're they're, they're funny and like you know they they do like big cocaine face, but when it comes to like doing good fun wrestling god damn they're really good they they, they take a good beat which is a really yeah. important quality in, in wrestling yeah they they are like a proper like he, like old school heel tag team aren't they they're there to just get their asses kicked yeah it's incredible I mean in, in the ring we've got Eddie Kings doing horrible things to Daniel Garcia with a trash gun <laughs> yeah uh, which is just nasty uh, outside Ortiz is webbing um Jeff Parker with a beer. Uh, beer goes all over the camera, like literally on like the camera screen, which is great. Like, the visual of that is superb. This is some like attitude era shit, and I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, th- there was a bit where Chips got introduced as well, and Jericho was losing his shit over that because he's a fucking child. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, at one point, my, my, my favorite, my only Jericho moment I enjoyed in this entire show, uh, when Matt Lee did something, Jericho screamed, he's got a head like a waffle. Yeah. Fuck me. I, I tell you, we'll have a head like a waffle now. Jeff Parker have to get pile driver. Oh, that was horrible. Santana, like, Santana, it, Santana it, did sad shit. Things. Watch pile driver from fucking Dax at a, and the build up to a stadium stampede just like snapped. Yeah, <laughs> it's changed them. I mean, we've we talked about this before, but Santana and T's look ridiculous, don't they? Yeah. But, Santana in particular is so fucking underrated. Like he's an amazing talker. He's a really good wrestler, and he's like, if they do ever break up Proud and Powerful, I think he's, I think both of them would be fine. But yeah, I think Santana would probably go on to be like quite a big star if they like did break up. Yeah, it was. Oh, I mean, there's so there's so this match was just so frenetic. There was so much going on at one point. Um, Jeff uh, Matt Lee took. They had like these like cardboard heads in the crowd, and one of them was like the host of Go Big Show, and he took that and started hitting um, Proud and Powerful with it. Yeah, the the heads were literally all the judges from it, including yeah. Cody himself. Um, yeah. Then Santana Ortiz get in the ring, and they do some amazing double team moves. You know, forget, Santana Ortiz got some of the best double team moves in the business. There was one move that got whipped it here, and I was like, "What the fuck." It just happened there. That fucking that car that came in from the apron, where he fucking schoolboys him in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he uses like through the ropes, schoolboys in Santana. His, moment, his own momentum, like transfers it to his partner, and like yeah. And when, just car. Oh. When we introduce a new series to the uh, podcast, Aaron, there's a match you're going to enjoy then that I've added there. All right, okay. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of matches in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so then, while, while, in particular. while all this has been happening, um, Eddie King's gets hit by the ring bell, kicks out because he's dead hard. Um, then he gets suplexed through, he gets triple suplexed through the time he was table. 
Yeah. Is Eddie's leg knackered, or is it just for the sale that nah, Garcia's just lifted his legs up? I think he's just selling like real yeah. well. Um, yeah, that was ridiculous. Um, and then Santana comes in with a chair and he just murders everybody. Yeah. Just kills 2.0 and Garcia. Um, and then end up back in the ring. And basically, after a bit of an exchange, uh, I think it's Jeff Parker gets caught with a big clothesline, doesn't he? And that's good for the win. Yeah, yeah it was like a... Um... The discus clothesline. It was from a double team move, though, wasn't it? I think so. Like yeah, they, they did like a combo move, and then Santana just murdered them with the discus clothesline. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 the, the stiffest Larry you've ever seen, mate. Jamie Alpry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see, it was so stiff, the blue moon, you just started bleeding. Just, like, <laughs> Stop bleeding noises. <laughs> After the match, then. Um, they, the heels beat down the faces, they tape Kings up to the ring ropes, and they're out to batter him, but Jericho runs with, with, with the blue tape, which is a lot stronger than the yeah, grey tape. tape. Of, that's <laughs> fucking bullshit. <laughs> Eddie Kingston just rips it off like it's fucking paper mache. I'm, that grey tape wouldn't have let you do that. Kingston's blue tape is in the ring. This is fun, and, and it, it's, it's teasing, isn't it, that maybe proud of how we're going to break away from the inner circle um, and side with Eddie Kingston and then just stop trying to make the inner circle a thing in 2022 yeah, yeah. Let, let proud and powerful just beat up everyone and win the tag titles because that's yeah, what we Jericho need. away from all the fucking young talents he's like Jericho he's... can keep Hager but the rest of them let them go yeah. it's like a fucking vampire le- leeching all the fucking potential off these young guys right super uh, quick then we'll go highs yeah. and lows for Rampage if anyone's got any um, Adam Cole Jake Atlas for me Really yeah, yeah has anybody not got calling at us first time? Yeah, who can solo for me? Just because well, it was—you never forget your first hook, do you? So yeah, yeah, so. I, that was my first thing. <laughs> got him hooked now. I mean, yeah. you, could, you could pick. I mean, with respect to the women's match, which was a kind of a bit of a not dud, but it was just sort of there, wasn't it? It was. It was pretty continuous. It was. It was there to. Yeah, it was there to. It was there to fluff up the the battle of belts match. I think all three of the men's matches were excellent. I mean, if you like, it depends what you like. If you like sort of, flippy, yeah. If you like, if, if you like your flippy flippy, then you've got um, okay. the first match. If you like okay. your sort of um, technical match stuff, you've got hook. And if you like your nonsense, you've got the main event. You heard it here. Tasty doesn't like women wrestling. You heard it here. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I've, I've got no, I've got no downs, but I'd, I'd say my. Uh, you, you, did you enjoy Lambert and Co? Did you? Oh yeah, that probably. Yeah, yeah there's your low. <laughs> yeah, there's your low. I didn't, I, I didn't. I didn't have a low. I mean, it was so. It was so brief. I mean, if that left, literally already forgotten. Yeah. About it, so it's fine. Uh, and also, it seemed to be setting in place Scorpio Sky challenging. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it, it, it was it was legitimizing Sky as a competitor for the TNT title, which is I'm all about, to be fair. Um, yeah, and, I, and I'll give the high to um, Atlas and Cole, and Cole. I thought that was excellent as a match. That was really really good. Uh, right then, last show of the week, the third AW show. Uh, this is Saturday Night's Battle of the Belts, the TNT special. Um, we start off with. One of two not real titles being defended on the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Like you can tell they've struggled here last minute to just pit it together. But yeah, it's mad because this is Battle of the Belts, but we had more actual title matches on Dynamite. 
Yeah, like the thing is, right? The cover as well, it's got like Baker and Hangman. Well, Baker was in it. Think... It's got Hangman on the front. It's got literally all your champions. Apparently, they like... did like they did like a big Bonanza house show, didn't they, before this one? Like, and all the other champions were on that as well. Uh, so okay. every champ, every did, it wasn't this. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily all title matches, but I think on the on the actual physical show, every championship, every champion competed. Right. Yeah. Okay. But some of it was just a, some of it was a house show just for the people in the arena. It was, which, it was, it was dark titans. No, no, they, they did a house show as well. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, Tony said apparently they have recorded it, like they did the other one. Remember the one in Madison? Was it in New York? Yeah, did the last one, and whenever they have like a network, that was Daly's place, wasn't it? It's Daly's place, the one with um Takeshita. Yeah, yeah, uh, Daly's place. Yeah, and basically they're going to put them all up on that whenever they get their own streaming service. They'll be on that. The sooner the better with that makes fucking hell. I've got AEW Dark TV taping, Highman and Dark Order versus Hardy Family Office. Well, there you go. That 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 fits the bill of having the the champion in action, doesn't it? Next for you. Um, yeah. Right, anyway, so we'll move on to the first match. We had Dustin Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara. As we said, this was kind of the rubber match and this like sort of years long feud they've been sort of having but not having at the same time. Um, first of all, we had to cut to some special guests. We had Humpty Wheeler. Oh, who, what the fuck Wheeler. is that name? <laughs> that it can't be a real name. Surely, fuck. And Surely that's a nickname. We had top lad David Crockett as well, who's going to present the belt to the winner again because last time he did it, it was to Cody, nothing counts. Humpty, Humpy Wheeler, Humpy Wheeler, not Humpty, so, Humpy, Humpy, Humpty. Yeah, the, there's no T in it. It's just Humpty. Oh, Humpty would be better. Humpy just sounds a bit. Howard more. Augustine Wheeler is his name, so his real name's not Humpy. All right, that's so not a real Humpy. <laughs> it's not even a real Humpy. What's going on? Oh, right, so we'll start out then. Um, Santana, yeah, Santana, Sammy Guevara versus Dustin Rhodes, interim TNT title. Uh, I really enjoyed this. Anybody yeah. else? Anybody else enjoy it? Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was you, you could tell Dustin. Yeah, but did like so? It's twenty twenty two. Did anybody have on their twenty twenty two predictions list? Dustin Rhodes will do a Canadian destroyer through a table to the outside. <sighs> Um, Cody would have done it if he was here. Dustin's literally just done the whole match just a bit <laughs> slower because he's not Cody. That's what's happened here. The whole match has been Cody versus Sammy. They've they must have like rehearsed it. and went, oh, Dustin's been watching. Go and jump in for me, pal. <laughs> he's watched the tapes. He's fine. He knows what he's doing. He's, he's read the script. That's what it seems to be because the amount of crossroads that got hit in this match was ridiculous as well. He went for Cody's finisher spot as well. What the Tiger Driver? Yeah, like two crossroads into a into a not a pedigree. Not yeah. a pedigree. <laughs> Even though he sets it up like it's a fucking pedigree every time. <laughs> not a tiger driver. Uh... There's some stuff I really enjoyed a lot. Of this I really enjoyed the intensity. I think Dustin he hits things with a bit more weight to them than Cody does. Mm. Which I enjoy. Yeah. I, I thought it was a good match to say. It was a little bit slow to get started off. Like, I don't, I don't mean, like, like a slow pace. I mean, just, like, the actual momentum of it felt a little bit stop and start because they were, like, sort of doing the whole feel and each other out process. Yeah. Uh, would you like to know why Howard is called Humpy? Oh, go on, then. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. explained the origin of his nickname. He said that when his father had played football at the University of Illinois, he was caught one smoking camel cigarettes, earning the name Humpy for the camel's hump. Excellent. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah, that's the same. Right, so moving on, we'll, 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 get, we'll get through this match right quick. Um, so we talked about the, the Canadian straight to the table, which is pretty awesome. Um, there's a, a GTH that Sammy gives Dustin near the end, where you literally hear the impact of the boot on his face. Yeah, yeah, that's not not nice. <laughs> he's probably sucked. <laughs> uh, Dustin hits the best code red he's ever hit in his life. It's actually yeah. relatively yeah. speed. Must admit, his, 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 cross, his crossroads just look pretty good as well, to be fair. Oh, that, that first crossroads he did on Sammy, the footage <laughs> Sammy was hot. Yeah, we're trying to like stand on top of his head. Yeah, it, 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 it's mad, isn't it, that Dustin does crossroads better than Cody? <laughs> yeah, it, it's mad that MJF also does crossroads better than Cody. It's almost <laughs> as if Cody can't do his own finishing move, but that's what makes it more lethal, Jay, because he can't do it properly. So that actually hurts them. That's why he has to go and do a fucking tiger driver or every now and again bust out a cop killer for the boys, which he also can't do. <laughs> So the match finishes then. Uh, Dustin hits two crossroads on Sammy, goes for the Tiger Driver. However, Sammy counters out of it. They have a little roll-up back and forth. Yeah. And then eventually, um, Sammy manages to roll Dustin up so completely that he can't kick out and picks up the win. Yeah. Um, did anyone hear what JR said after the GTH? Uh, talk, talking about Dustin Rhodes kicking out. Can't believe this kid kicked out. I mean, when you JR makes everyone's kids here, isn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you'll love, you love it. Well done, uh, Well, speaking of things you love, so after the after Sammy's awarded the title by David Crockett, um, out comes Daniel Garcia to get in, in his business. Yeah. Wow. And that's going to be a bit and of fun, then... isn't it? Uh, so they get into a bit of a fight, and yeah, they get pulled up apart, and then after the break, uh, Sammy says basically, open challenge, yeah, why not? Let's have it. Um, we'll do Daniel Garcia on Dan- is it Dynamite. Yes, on Dynamite. Huh? So it's Dynamite. Sammy, Sammy versus Daniel Garcia on Dynamite for the TNT interim TNT title. Which, yeah, uh, more which, I won't complain. No. Yeah, that's going to be a really good match. It also kind of ties in the whole 2.0 and Daniel Garcia feuding with the Proud and Powerful as well. Yeah. Because yeah. I imagine Proud and Powerful are probably going to run off 2.0 from that match. Yeah, so that's, that's good. Uh, next up then, we have uh, the FTW Championship on the line as Ricky Starks takes on Matt Seidel. So this is Ricky Starks saying basically to Dante Martin, it took me three matches to beat Matt Seidel. I'm going to do it in one because I'm better than you. Um, uh, Hobbs takes um, Justin Roberts' seat. Yeah, I love that. When <laughs> he's got the FTW title, he's like, mate, I'm going to sit down here with the belt. So Hobbs was fucking great in this match. Just being an arsehole. Yeah. This match, again, another match really good. Yeah, Matt Seidel is one of those guys you can just put anywhere and just go, can you just do us like 10 minutes of good wrestling? He's like, yeah, fine, whatever. Yeah. Again, I think, I, I made a comment uh, last year, I think he's been one of the most, not necessarily important, but most worthwhile pickups that AW made in the last sort of 18 months. Yeah. In terms of, in terms of just his ability to just go out and wrestle anyone to a really high standard. Yeah. And this one's, again, another really fun match. Um, Starts look great. Sadel does. I mean, that Meteora Sadel does. Like, fuck me. He's coming down on Starks' face for about five seconds. Oh, can you go wrong in a Sadel match? 
No, especially yeah. when you especially when you throw with Ricky Starks. Yeah, I, I don't think you can actually go wrong with a side down match. Unless you put Mike in there, then that's where it gets iffy. But <laughs> don't worry about it. I mean, Starks does a great job selling his leg. Um, and it's good as well because you've got Taz. And Taz is really good at being restrained. Like, he's not Jericho. He's very good at, like, obviously knowing, showing that he's there for start, but he doesn't get over the top. He doesn't let it get in the way of the commentary, which is always excellent. He doesn't shout down a microphone. This is my friend. He's part of my group. He's part of he's Team Taz. Best. I want him to win. He doesn't quite go that far, which is great. Um, and then you get to see the classic Ricky Starks as he catches that with a massive spear. Like Starks has got one of the most underrated spears in the business. Yeah, it's, it always looks great. And then he follows it up with a Rochambeau for the win. I feel like That's Starks great. is just too scrawny to hit a spear. Like it looks good, but he's just no body mass. The, 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 <laughs> that, that's why it's good because he kind of like he kind of like jumps upwards as he hits it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's like he's pushing them up and then bringing them down. Yeah. Everyone's talking about both units getting set up after the match. Um, Stark starts beating up on Matt Sidell. Hobbs comes in, helps out two on one, and then Lee Moriarty runs in. Obviously, he's been sort of working a bit with with Matt Sidell. But if we're next, if we're now going to move on to Ricky Starks versus Lee Moriarty, then give me that, please. Yeah, I'll be down for that. Um, I, then, I mean. Hobbs clotheslines him out of existence, so I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, but then Dante Martin comes in and he sort of steps up, and because him and Hobbs are actually going to wrestle this week. They're, well, they're building up to Dante versus Starks, aren't they? Yeah. As you said, yeah. As you said, if you put the FTW title on Dante and then you just have to switch to Hook, that'd be great. That'd be for that. Mm. Yeah, really, really fun match. Really fun post match segments. Really, I'm really excited to see what happens with all the guys involved in this. Like you saw, like Lee Barrett, Dante Martin, Leo Rush, Matt Seidel, Ricky Stark, Will Hobbs. They're, they're all guys I want to see wrestle. So, yeah. yeah, can't wait for a bit of that. Right, then move on to what is actually the main event this time. Um, you have the AW Women's Championship match. Uh, Riho taking on Rick Baker for the title. Um, yeah. Again. Yeah. yeah. I, as much as I don't like Rio, I still enjoyed the match. To be yeah, honest, this is a really I good match. quite enjoyed it. I, I thought the bit where she ran up the table was very cool. Ap- yeah. Apart from when Hair got her leg like oh, stuck that underneath, looks, that, that was a bit worrying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fine until that happened. Hater, hater, some shit there. I loved um, Britt Baker moving out of the way and Rebel getting the full dive into the outside of Rio. Just, I mean, Rebels just there to like just eat shit and she and that's that's interesting thing we've left out before we go any further. At the start of the match, Brick gives Hater the belt to give to the referee, and Hater just drops it on the floor. Yeah. So they're really they're really building on like the the descent we saw on Rampage. We're we're building to gain Hater's music on a weekly basis. That's what we're building to. Mm. Nothing else. There's mm. no other reason. I mean, they, they, did a really, they did a really good job of, of ramping <laughs> up in this match as well. So, I mean, the match, the match is pretty good. Like it's Rio does all the good Rio stuff. Um, I mean, some of the some of the some of the stomps Britt Baker hits on Rio look horrendous. <laughs> like, oh, the, I think it's the last one that's the worst one where it's just like the top of her head. It looks like it's just mm. rotten. For the first one, she looked like she was gonna like fully rotate from the stomp. <laughs> yeah, <it was laughs> she landed on like. She landed on the top of her head and then kept fucking going. But they they, they um, build in like a little sub here. So towards the end of the match, 
Um, Jimmy Hater slides the belt into the ring, but the referee thinks that it was Rebel who did it. And so all of a sudden, Rebel's getting sent to the back. And then it gets you thinking, like, oh, shit, what's happening now? Because you think Jimmy Hater's going to yeah, do it. Yeah, there's the only one there, yeah. And, like, she, Britt Baker's alone with just Jimmy Hater now. Like, what's going to happen? She's lost that, like, she's lost the one who you know is on her side in Rebel. Yeah. I mean, what's Jimmy Hater's motivation here? Um, what's going to happen? And, yeah, it, it really builds, it really ramped up the intrigue for me as, as the match sort of built to a crescendo. Uh, Riho did Riho things, a lot of foot stomps, a lot of just running around, jumping into people. When, um, as well, when, like, there was the, um, the uh, Riho crossbody and Rebel, and before Jamie Hayter got took out with the table, or, like, before she got the table, she was like, why Why did you let the Rebel get hit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a lot, of, and then obviously Hater got Rebel ejected later in the match. We also see as well at one point Brick just slaps Hater because she's not doing what she's been told. Yeah, and Hater looks like she's going to kill her. Well, they make a, they make a, they make a, they make a point on commentary. They say like obviously the way that Brit um, Baker treats Rebel, and she's very like Rebel's very subservient. Like Hater's not like that. She's not going to do whatever she's told. Like yeah. Rebel will. Like she's a bit more feisty. She's got a bit more, bit more fight to her. Uh, she's got to maybe take a, a different yeah. approach if Britt wants to get the, the best out of it. Um, and yeah, this so the, the match the match finishes with um, where are we? Uh, the stomp by Baker for that, the well, that, two count. That stomp, and then oh, there's a there's a bit just before that where Britt's trying a few times for Lockjaw, and she, she can't quite get there. Like we had this yeah. job of like sort of pushing her body and. And sort of get into the ropes and bits and bobs. And uh, yeah, so then um Baker hits that massive stomp. I mean she she's she puts her down about four feet ahead about four feet in the air and she gets on top of her and just sends her right to the math, which is great. Um gets a very close two counts and then she transitioned it straight into Lotjo and Riho taps out like immediately. Like she she's got nowhere to go. Um Brit mm-hmm. wins. Then this is the intrigue as well. Like I, I was convinced this was the moment. Yeah, it was. Like the way they built it during this match, I was convinced. Uh, but then it's almost, I think it's still on. Like, Jamie Hater, she's just like, she grabs the title off Rebel Dungeon, you know, like, she's going to hit her with the belt. She's going to hit her with the belt. Yeah. Like, that's absolutely happening. Uh, she does, I, she, she gives Brit the belt and they have a big hug. Almost, almost a little too convenient, I think, the hug. Yeah, it was, it reminded me a bit of like when Batista turned on Triple H. Yeah. Still doesn't uh, do the DMD. No. no, no, no. I I think that um, Jamie's going to start feuding with Brit when Brit loses the belt. Yeah, I think I think she's going to like potentially cost Brit the title because if she interferes, it, it protects Brit losing in losing the title. I don't think she interferes. I, I think it would be more like she wouldn't interfere. Like so, say imagine like Britain, whoever, probably Rosa, like having a match. Probably Thunder and, like, Rosa, and like Brit, like. Begging her to like slide the belt so she can hit Rosa with it, and Jamie's like, No, hmm. and then Rosa gets beat, and she's like, well, Why didn't you help me? And then, like, well, Yeah, now let's fight. Definitely, yeah, it um, definitely feels like this is like a longer term thing than that. Was like the first like inkling, well, that was like act one. It was like, You've got to put it out there now, and now they're gonna now they're gonna be all on this on the same page, quote, quote unquote, for a bit, and then it's gonna just sort of bubble under the surface, yeah. And when it happens, it's going to be brilliant. Uh, right, so that's going to do it for Battle of the Belts. We do want to do some highs and lows of this, and then we'll wrap up with some questions. Uh, my high, I think, is going to be the opening match of Dustin and Sammy. Yeah. 
Uh, the low out of the three matches, it's going to have to be Seidel versus Stark. So it was good. It, it was all right slash good. It was in between there. Aaron's chosen um, balance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it didn't need to be there, did it? Not really. It, it felt like it was forced onto the show because Cody went all well and got COVID. <laughs> um, yeah. So we had to split his 35-minute match into two matches, basically. Yeah. That's, that's what's happened there. It, it, felt, it felt like Sammy and Cody would have probably gone a lot longer than Sammy yeah. and Austin did. Uh, and that's why any, like any highs on those? Um, I think my high was probably um Dustin and Sammy. Just felt if it was the only match that really felt, even though they've done a really good job of building Brit and Rio, uh, it, it was the only match that really felt like it was, it was serving um, a larger like purpose than the match yeah. itself. Um, Starks inside that was. As Aaron said, it felt like it was just kind of added last minute, Fair. Uh, which it was. Uh, I'm gonna go. All right, I'm gonna go for my high worthy. I'm gonna change change it around. I'm gonna go for the main event. Uh, again, like I say belt to belt. I think probably the the first match was probably the best, but I really liked how they they sort of built the threat of of Hater. Like it really got me. It really it really hooked me and, and sort of got me invested. Yeah. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. Uh, I don't think I've got low. I think all three matches were. Excellent. Um, good to good to excellent. I thought there was, there was no bad wrestling on the show. Um, yeah, and I, mm. I, just, I enjoyed the whole the whole thing really. Um, sweet. Yeah, right, I did follow. We'll, we'll move very briefly into. We've got one or two questions, but they're quite pretty open ones, so we could probably do a little bit of chat about them. Um, first of all, Sarah on Discord says, "When will AEW get some more TV time?" Well, I mean, they've they've literally just done four hours this week for the first time ever. But yeah, well, why do we need more TV time? I mean, if, the, the if real question is when are they getting network? Because I'm fed up watching it on Shite TV. I mean, Fight TV. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that would also be be, be beneficial, wouldn't it? Um, do we think they need more TV time? I mean, no. I, 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 I like I like the idea that I only have to watch three hours of wrestling a week. Exactly, exactly. I don't want to have to watch fucking six hours of wrestling to do reviews. No, thank you. Mm. I, mean, I think the only the only way I'd like to see more TV time would be if um like the specials because they they were referring to it as like a special episode. I mean, I could definitely do one of them a month. I think easy. Yeah, if they like did if they did like that if they made that like a two hour episode instead of an hour. I think I even an hour would was perfectly fine. Yeah, if, if they did because they, yeah. they they only do the four pay per views a year, don't they? So if they yeah. did like if they did like that, one of those I mean. if they did one of those if they did one of those specials every month where there wasn't a pay per view, I'd be I think I'd be down for that. Yeah, yeah, but if they if they they said well they said they've said there's four of them coming this year. Um, I I think if they made it two hours, they could at least like kind of like put like a, some marquee matchups on the card. But I was shocked when they said it would be an hour when they announced it was. I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be basically like a Saturday night episode of Dynamite. Yeah, so did I. Um. Yeah, that that's I think that's the only way I'd really want to say. I, I wouldn't I, be I, as much as I think it will happen eventually. I really don't want a two-hour rampage. I love I love the format of rampage being a one-hour I, show. Was I, the, I agree with you, Steve. Was the Grand Slam episode the rampage two hours? No, that was two hours. Was it? Yeah, it was. It was split into two. Remember, because you had to mm. on fight, you had to go from one. To oh the other. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two, two halves. Yeah. yeah. 
I, yeah, I, I, think, I, I, think, I, I think I watched it over two nights or two days. That's why it felt like an hour to me. Uh, and I, I love, I love where they're at the moment. I mean, they, do they affect? I mean, would would I like more people to get on TV? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, but mm. they, and they, and they do need more TV time in that respect. But from a purely selfish perspective, I would love it to stay how it is because I, it's really easily digestible for me, and I really yeah. enjoy it. Um, right, next question is this is a bit more. This is this is one we can stick up to, to a little bit as well. Um, from Faye on Discord, uh, any wild predictions for this year? Hook wins all the belts. We've, 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 we've gone to a few of them already, haven't we? So far, this episode. Um, <laughs> Hook wins every belt. Hook, Hook just ends the, Kicks year, out like, the book shot. Ends the year like Kurt Angle. Kicks out the one winged angel and the book shot in the same match. Yeah. <laughs> and then Red Rums both Hangman and Kenny at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think. I think we're definitely going to see Hangman vacate the title before the end of 2022. Oh, yeah. He's not holding it on for a year. He's babyface, mate. No. Come on. Babyfaces don't hold it for long reigns. I wouldn't be surprised if he lost it at double or nothing. I, I don't think any of the current champions will be champion in six months. No. Yeah, I don't think so either. That's fair. Maybe, Except for Cody. Maybe Jade. <laughs> yeah, Cody will lose the title, but then... Get it back again. He'll be on. He'll be on his record-setting sixth reign by the end of the year. But... <laughs> he, he's, gonna, he's gonna. He's gonna make it like sixteen reigns, isn't he? Um, <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna be. To he's be gonna be on Ric Flair the TNT title. Yeah. To be honest, I can see Cody turning heel and challenging for the world championship this year. Oh, if he's going to be Hangman, and it's it's all been because he's he's constantly said, "I'm not going to do that." I meant it when I said it. Which is which in wrestling means it's absolutely going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he keeps saying, I'm not a heel, you are. You're a yeah. bastard. Um, and we hate you. Yeah, I, I mean, really even, even looking at his statement about testing positive for fucking COVID, it's the most Cody fucking thing ever. <laughs> Trying to make it like some fucking like political speech. It's like, Shut up. <laughs> Come on, like he announced fucking the birth like, when he when he announced the um the sex of his child, like a big fucking promo. Yeah. Ah, uh, exactly. Like, why, have you, why have you talk up like why have you caught this match short so you can fucking pat yourself on the back, you bell end? Sorry, lads, your, your match is off the card now. Cody's having a baby. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I think... Cody I think and Brandy's time. I, th- I think um, I'd love to see Proud and Powerful get a run with the belts. I think that could happen. Like, I think if, they, if this is the start of them heating them up, uh, then... I mean, I've been saying this for six months now, but I think this is fine in the beginning of them yeah. getting hot for the titles, uh, which would be great. I'm excited to see what happens... With Jurassic Express and Christian, because I think Christian's going to go full prick now. I think when either when they lose the titles or just before they lose the titles, he's going to start like letting the mask slip. Yeah, which is going to be um, interesting. Um, I, really intrigued, I, really I just say though, where, where Christian and Jericho seems intriguing that they they were both kind of <laughs> in that thing. Yeah, it seems it seems like an odd thing to put Jericho into, didn't it? If he's not going to do something there. Um, yeah. Where does Wardlow end up this year? Like that's he's going to have a fascinating twenty twenty two. I think. Um, like how I does if how MJ- does how does he tie in with MJF and CM Punk and like the pin? Remember the Pinnacle? Are they still a thing? Like, you know. Yeah, I think if MJF um, wins the AW title, that Wardlow's that's going to be when Wardlow turns on. What if Wardlow wins the title? Wardlow's yeah. number two in the Pantons at the moment, so it's not like completely... remember that remember that like thing they talked about the other week where like if Wardlow wins a title, he has to give it to MGF. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Why bring that up? That's interesting. That's not a bad show. 
And what, as I say, Wardlow's number two in the rankings. They're clearly building Wardlow up yeah. the rankings. So yeah, that's, 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 that's brilliant. Yeah, that's interesting. It's, it's an odd thing. To, it's an odd thing to mention if it's not going to go into play. You know, it's uh, but yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing with AEW, isn't it? Everything that gets mentioned generally has a purpose, unless it's the Nightmare Collective, and don't we don't talk about no, it? No, we don't talk about that. Um, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's that's all we got. Um, it's certainly going to be. A, I think it's going to be a very. It feels like twenty twenty one was like the last like sort of build up year. Of AEW. I think mm. now I think now they've got like even Tony said like he's 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 gonna sign fewer people this year and like he's still gonna obviously be looking to pick people up. That's bollocks. We're gonna that fucking dream signing that's probably gonna be fucking Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. Or Keith Lee, maybe. Oh, or Keith uh, Lee. wait, I, I I thought the thing was in Ohio. Beach breaks in Ohio, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I thought the signing was gonna show up at Ohio. You don't think he has said when it's showing up. Oh, oh, I just assumed it was no, gonna be said... Johnny Wrestling himself. He said, um, a North American talent. Nah. <laughs> um, but it's a dream talent. Now, looking at the looking at the way he worded it, um, you could look at either being like a North American champion or the other thing is, if you remember when he was talking about Christian, so it's someone from that era. If it's, it could be someone from that era. Like uh, yeah, but Tony's also a massive mark for like original NXT, isn't he? Or 1.0 NXT Ring Ring of Honor and 1.0 NXT yeah yeah I don't know um, it's intriguing but I, I think like I think we're going to see a much more settled roster this year in terms um, of AW and a lot more we're going to get back to because one thing we sort of lost with like Punk and Brian coming in was the sort of the long term storylines sort of fell apart a bit because they so much obviously got jigged around didn't it yeah they had to move stuff about and yeah and not Hangman getting but, injured for a little bit as well that no, he just went home to be with his. Yeah, he got battered. He got battered, didn't he? By dark or yeah, elite. Uh, yeah. yeah. So before we wrap it up, one thing I did, I did remember, which I'm going to do again at the end of this episode, is we all did our predictions for who's going to be champion at the end of the year. <sighs> I, so, I I had Kenny anyway, so. Well, you and Troy had Kenny, me and Tasty had Hangman. Yeah, that's fair. Women's champion. Me and Tasty had Brit. You had Chris Statlander. Troy had Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Um, tag champions is interesting because I had the North, so I'm straight out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Troy had Proud and Powerful. Tasty had Jurassic Express a week too late. Oh, and I'm, I'm close. Bro- you got to give it to me. <laughs> I, I had Lucha Bros. So get in the Ben Pal. <laughs> um, TNT title, we were all wrong. All of us except Aaron had Ricky Starks and Aaron had Pac. Um, I mean, it's interesting to note that Pac's actually probably, you'd say that Pac's probably advanced past the need for the TNT title, I don't know. Yeah. Pac's yeah. kind of transcended the need to having a belt. Yeah, he's just too hard, he? he just doesn't need it. What do you do? How would he wear it? You, yeah, it wouldn't fit with his, like... He would just drag it along the ground. <laughs> he, he, he had, he, yeah, he had it, like, over his shoulder when he was the Cruiserweight champion, and that yeah. was... That was because it was a tiny belt. Right, so let's do some predictions for the end of this year then. Oh, gosh. AEW champion, who you got? Um, MGF. MGF, yeah. I'm I'm so close to saying Cody Rhodes, but no, MGF. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I, I think it's going to be MGF. I'll I'll ask Troy, and we can say it on the next episode as well. Um, so 
all MJF women's champion. Fuck it, Jamie Hayer, let's go. Let's go. Let's Jamie. go, Jamie Hayer. Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill. Um, I'm going to go uh, for the women's Thunder Rosa. Yeah, she, didn't have long, she didn't have that long reign. Okay. Or not Serena. That's, I mean, change my to Serena. Ooh. Ooh. Serena winning no fucking women's title. Tasty. <laughs> fucking D- Von Diebner is not winning anything. Von Diebner. <laughs> She's got history with Come Thunder Rosa. They've, 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 they have the NWA title feud. I think she could be the one to take it off Thunder Rosa. Easy. You didn't want her getting pulled and try to bring in her boyfriend then, do you? Like, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> So that's unconfirmed, mate. <laughs> no, it's definitely not unconfirmed. Um, so Von Diebner, Thunder Rosa, and you said hated, didn't you? Aye. As a babes. Aye. Use me. Good lads. Um, tag champions. I'm gonna manifest. I'm gonna will it into existence, Brad and Purple. I'm also gonna will into existence, Brad and Purple. Lucha Bros again. Oof. Go for the repeat. Repeat. Let's go. <laughs> uh, TNT. Hook. You got you going straight for hook. Straight for hook. Send hook. Fuck it, Cody. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's, it's, you play the odds, don't you? <laughs> Never bet against Cody. Never bet against Cody. Statistically, um, it's the most likely outcome. <laughs> I'm I'm going to uh, I'm I'm so tempted to go Cody. I'm so tempted to go Cody. I'm going to try and will into existence Jake Atlas. That's fair. Yeah. I really want him to hold it now. Um, TBS Championship. Oh, Anna Jay. Oh. Ooh, Anna Jay's not a bad show. Oh. I think someone in the dark order has to win something at some point, and I think she's the one. You, she's the most credible. Take on it. Take on it. I'm going to say Jade's going to still have it. But that's like a, that's basically the TNT title. So you think she's going to have ridiculous amounts of defenses? Oh, that's, that's not a bad part. That's a, not a bad point, actually. Yeah. yeah. She's, probably, she's probably going to be in the women's title pitch by the end of the year, isn't she? Probably, yes. I'm, I'm going to change my women's title pick to Jade. Right. Now you said that. And then I'm going to say for the TBS, Chris Statlander. There you go. Makes sense, yeah. So, you had... Which one of you had Ty? Which one had... Uh, I had Anna. Anna. Aaron had Ty. Yeah. Anna. Anna! 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 Anna me. I, I just leave my missus to definitely not be in another relationship. Uh, it was meant to be funny, but I, I just didn't. It didn't work. Didn't I, I got, I, I got the joke wrong. It didn't so. just, just, just forget about it. It's fine, mate. Just let, let, let it don't die. Um, don't bring it up again. Right, so, uh, just very, very quickly, then we'll say that those are our predictions for the end of the year. Uh, what are your predictions? Um, You'd like to let us know on our Discord. Is there anything I've forgotten there? I, no. think, I, think, I think you got all the belts. Oh, dynamite diamond. I mean, surely, yeah, surely. 
let's not worry about it then if we're all thinking it's going to be fun. Yeah, uh, you've got FTW as well. That was it. Oh, yeah, FTW. But then um, I, I would go Hook personally. I'd go Hook. Double, double, double bills, mate, yeah. You, you go and double bill for Hook. Combine them. You know, oh, reunify them. Fucking hell. Unify them. The FTW TNT title. Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to find a way to merge that. Um, yeah, you can't do it. There's no letters. Yeah, yeah. I'm genuinely shocked that Aaron didn't say Cody is world champion. God, no, I've got his TNT champ, mate. It's fine. Yeah, because that's his world championship. That's his world champion. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. <laughs> but yeah, if, if you'd like to let us know what you think are going to be the um, AW champions at the end of the year, please let us know on our Discord. You can let us know on our social media, Twitter and Facebook. And yeah, um, thank you all very much for joining us. I hope you have a lovely start to 2022. I hope you enjoyed this week's bounty of wrestling. And we'll see you next week for some Dynamite and Rampage action. Um, we'll, yeah, see you all very soon. Bye. Uh, what do you call a former AEW champion's favourite vitamin? Omega-3. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing. <laughs>